From the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey, guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Roz. I Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That's amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. We do the news on the Roz and Mocha Show every single day. Multiple times a day. 640, 740, and 840. Yeah. And Eric, who listens to the show, sent a text a while ago and pointed something out that a lot of people have pointed out in the past that happens during the news. Okay. Which is a famous quote of yours, Ross, is, where are we here? Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, I say that every day. <laughs> every day. Yeah. Every day. Right? So we wanted to know exactly how many times you actually did that, right? Yeah. <laughs> so Jim and Maury went through the archives and put this together. Where are we here? I'm all catchphrases all the time, man. And believe it or not, that was just from one news. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, there's something about that, huh? Yeah, man. Where are we here? So thank you, Eric, for that submission. Yeah, that you God, you could really like. You could, if you decided to really go for it, that you could play that for an hour. Oh, you know what easily. I mean? Like easily, easily. E- that, like in the history of the Razamoka show, every single time we do the news, yeah, some version of this happens. <laughs> da, 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 where are we here? Um, like, <laughs> <laughs> like we could probably put together one full podcast episode, yeah. of just that. You know what that is? That is me singing my confusion. <laughs> Where are we here? Um. (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hey, let me uh, ask you this. Okay. We're not big weed smokers on this show, right? Like, is anybody a secret weed smoker? Because that you just don't want to admit it. You do. How many often are you doing edibles? I found that they are very relaxing. Like the gummies, like the candy ones. Yeah. Yeah. So I do those. Does Matthew know that you? He does them too. He does, hey? Wow. Can I say that? That's uh, legal. Yeah. yeah. Bro, I, listen, man, that's your... Calling the that, cops that, right that's, now. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's your husband's business. That's not my business. There ain't nothing okay. wrong with that. No. Are you I, guys taking them every night? No, not every night. No. Like, um, oh. if you had a stressful day or on a Friday or whatever, yeah. and you need to just chill. Yeah. Catherine's into that stuff. She's like... Oh, now I feel so ed- much better. Edibles and... I don't know, like the other yeah. things too. What about you? You me? You don't, nah, like, I don't mess with that stuff, man. At all. I no, I I can't. Why? Have you ever you thought you'd be addicted? Be? 
What's that? Have you ever thought how great you'd be? Like, I am already great. No, I'm already chill, man. I don't need more chill. You should take one right before we start the show. <laughs> Please. No, I would be so I would be so worried because now I smoked uh, I smoked weed a couple times. I've taken pot uh, a couple times, and I just vomit like crazy. Like Edibles just, are different. It, yeah. I know it's different. Everybody says that, but you have to understand, right? Like you, you now sound like a weed head, right? Like yeah. any time in my life I ever said to somebody, "No, man, I can't smoke weed. It makes me sick." They're always like, "Oh, you're just smoking the wrong stuff," or "Or you got to eat it." Or, oh, you got to put it in your bum. Or all this other stuff. When right? has Nobody ever said, said that. I just made that up. <laughs> Nobody ever said you got to put it in your bum. Okay? okay? And say, no more. I'm hanging not, out with I'm, the wrong and, people, And I'm man. not doing that with gummies. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not butt chugging your weed gummies. Okay? Only on stressful days. Yeah, just, yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll do that one morning, Mocha, before the show. I'll butt chug yeah. a couple uh, weed gummies. <laughs> and I'll just, like, load it up like a pest dispenser. <laughs> <laughs> and see how I and see Wait, how I so fare. Why why are you bringing up weed all because of a sudden? Because the, the the headline of the story is does Snoop smoke 150 blunts a day, which to me that seems excessive, even for like the most weed head of all weed heads. So because we yeah, know that no, that's we, impossible. We know that Snoop has a professional blunt roller, right? And apparently she rolls between 75 and 150 joints a day. Now, this cannot be all for Snoop. Like, this has to be for his crew, no. right? Yeah, this has got to be for the people he hangs out with, maybe the people that he uh, feels generous with sharing, like yeah. other people that he meets throughout the day. Yeah. Right? Um, generous. I can't... Right? There's no way. There's no way he smokes There's that much no, do you by wanna, himself. You wanna That's hear, impossible. You want to hear how she got the job? Because she had to audition for the job. What? Okay. Yeah, yeah, here she is right now talking they about went, how she got and it. And they had me roll up, and then they were like, oh, you're great, blah, blah, blah. How would you upgrade the blunt? And um, there was glass <laughs> tips on the table because typically people use glass tips for joints only. So yeah. uh, the suggestion was, why don't we use glass tips on the blunts? And then they told me to come back the next night, and I had a roll-off with um, a, a sound engineer that works with Snoop that I guess Snoop kind of, like, recommended. Mm -hmm. And then um, – uh, a, a Venezuelan cigar roller, like who like rolls like big boy stogies at parties, and uh, I smoked them to say the least wow. in that competition. <laughs> wow, glass tips. Huh? There's a whole world. Does he do the butt ones? <laughs> just, 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 why do, exactly, Maury. I don't know why Snoop just doesn't do the butt ones. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I got a lot of really wonderful people who wrote me for my birthday over the weekend. I need to talk about that for a second. Oh, me, me, me. <laughs> well, no, actually, hold on. First of all, okay, I I was accepting, I was accepting all birthday uh, wishes, right? All of them. What I will not accept, I, I accept happy birthday, right? Yeah. I accept happy birthday. I accept best wishes, all of that stuff. I will not accept uh, HBD. Why not? Oh. No. No, 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 you can Hashtag write HBD. No, you can write happy birthday. It's not that difficult. The celebration emoji. Why bother? Don't don't bother. If you're going to write HBD, don't bother. Delete the comment. I don't Sorry, want that. But it's already I but. use it so much. It <laughs> auto it no, auto fills on my phone. No, no, no. I don't <laughs> Wait, want did any. I say HBD to no, you? I don't know. I don't know. Is that why you're bringing it up? Know. Maybe I did. Oh, let me see. Maybe you did. Um, I don't want any HBD. I don't want anybody to say happy date of your birth. Right? I don't want that. Who says that? A lot of people do, right? Happy date of um, your birth? That's yes, so dumb. Yes, I thank well, you. I've never heard that. Yeah. So what no, I, you want me to just say to go I back. Yeah. 
just to go back to Saturday, I said happy birthday, boo. Yes, that's fine. I accept. Oh, I Aww. accept all the happy birthday boos, <laughs> all of them. So, uh, so uh, I got I got some great stuff. We can we can talk about that later. But I have to talk about what Dan Mori sent me, real oh, quick. God. Because it's weird and creepy. No, okay, listen. So I am fine with receiving gifts. I don't know if you know that yeah. about me. I'm fine. Uh-huh. With, I'm fine with HBD receiving gifts. Yeah, I'm fine with receiving gifts. Um, but if you're just gonna, if you're gonna give me something where it looks like you feel obligated to give me something, just like don't, because I feel terrible even accepting this. So I saw Maury all day uh, yesterday, and then yesterday mm-hmm. night, like I get a delivery to the house, right, and it's in a big giant bag, and Maury sends me this, which is a. Um, bag of dill pickle chips, one yeah. can of bubbly lime, oh. and a small bottle of Perrier. Bro, like, okay. you're not even trying. <laughs> okay. no, but hold on. Are those not three of your favorite things? Okay, yes, but Maury, there you go. You're did, welcome. What did you spend on delivery for that? Because total, that is probably like those chips are like three fifty, a buck four fifty, maybe a buck twenty five. No, chips were two dollars. Okay, so so the chips were two dollars, oh, even cheaper. Okay. Okay. Wow. So the so chips are two dollars. The drink is about a buck. Yeah. And the Perry is about a buck fifty. And so no delivery because I pay for the you know the membership. What did you pay in total? In total, it was for that? like seven something. Show me your phone. I don't believe you at all. I think it had oh, to be more no. than that. Anyway, and it came in this big giant bag and Catherine went to the door and she's like, oh my God, you got something. And right, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I'm just like, and, 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 so, and, like when she said bro, that though, was she like excited? Because I'm like, t- oh my God, you got oh, something. Let's open it together. Oh, you have okay. no idea. Because $16. What's that? $16. $16. Oh. <laughs> View receipt. Maury, oh, there's so man. many more 16. ways you could have done this. Oh, because I had to pay a $2 service fee. $16 wow. to send wow. me. Uh, a bag of dill pickle chips, one can of bubbly, and a and a Perrier. So I'm just I'm just saying, don't feel obligated to do stuff but, like this. But I don't feel obligated no, but, to do. But, I didn't appreciate but, it. I didn't appreciate oh, it. But, no, I didn't appreciate it because it made me feel That's bad. That's a horrible thing to say. It made me feel bad. No, but I thought of you and I said you're no, three. I know, no, but I know your three favorite I things. I saw you that day, Dingbat. Yeah, right? no, but there's something special don't, about no, a, a doorbell you, ring no, and somebody in your house. It's not. Don't argue with me. Please. Why didn't you do that on Friday? Why didn't you also? Yeah. Why? Friday, three days your after birthday my wasn't, birthday. Yeah, but your birthday wasn't on Friday. But my birthday was so on Friday. So why didn't so you have... You it, wait, it, wait a second. So your your choice, instead of giving me a gift the day before my birthday, yeah. your choice was to give it to me two days, three days after my because birthday. Because I knew you were away and I wanted to make sure you were home. Me. I saw you on Monday. I know, but I wanted it sent to your house. Anyway, don't do that, please. I feel so bad. At right? what point do you say thank you so I, much? I, that I was would, really thoughtful would, that you would, even know my three favorite things. I would, I would at hold what on. Hold point on. Does hold the on. thank you come out? <laughs> thank you, Mocha. Hold on. Hold on. Hold not that, no, yes. don't thank we're, Mocha. No, no, no. We're, we're gonna find out exactly how bad you feel. Yeah. Did you eat the chips? Did you drink the Good bubbly question. and the Perrier? Yeah, I did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. My feet are still sore. From kicking ass all day? No. Yeah, oh. yeah. I mean, yeah, never mind. That's a way better story than what I was just going to tell Uh-oh, you. Oh, here we go. Here we go. So, Catherine, for my, my birthday was on the weekend, right? Mm. And Catherine booked us in for one of these bloody foot massages again. Oh, amazing. Yeah. <sighs> no, not amazing. Not amazing. Why? Right? So we go into this place, and I've been to these things before, and I don't like them, and they hurt, and I just, oh, my God. So we're but doesn't in, she know that about you? She does. Oh. She thinks it's fun. 
Yeah. Oh, that to torture you. Yes. Right. Man, how are you gonna do that to your own fiance? So we Yo, go. Wedding is off, bro. We go in. I may not even be able to walk down the aisle if this doesn't heal <laughs> up. Do you need me to call a tow truck? No, thank you. Um. So we go into this place, and the the lobby is a real beautiful place, and like the lobby is like full. Like Catherine's like, these are all influencers in here. All these like young women, right? Just out for a day. Yeah. Nobody's complaining. They all look like they just had the time of their lives, right? Yeah, of course. Like, oh, wearing like high shoes and everything else out of there. Hashtag me time. And I'm like, I can handle this. And I, I know in the past it's really bothered me that I had a difficult time getting through like one of these intense foot massages. But I'm like, listen, if all these like, you know, come on, they can handle it. I can handle it. Mm. I go in this room and then uh, Catherine's sitting beside me and a man walks in and a woman walks in. And the woman is probably about four foot ten tiny little thing right yeah and the first thing they do is they they put your feet they soak your feet uh-huh. and then you sit on like a puff right yep and uh and then they massage your back a little bit while your feet are soaking oh, but this so this woman climbs up on the puff uh-huh. behind me yeah right doesn't use her hands only elbows oh, amazing only elbows i amazing. i'm wincing okay i'm wincing so hard no joke right She's popping and cracking, and I'm wincing so hard that I open my eyes and tears come down my no, face. No, really? And I grabbed my phone right before, either even before the foot part started, and uh-huh. I wrote Catherine, I'm like, I just cried a bit. No. Right, yeah, no joke. I but cried during the massage. Her, I cried. Couldn't you tell her, say, yo, ease up on the pressure? Here's the thing, okay, is that when I'm in situations like this, it becomes like a, a sort of test of strength, like a me versus them, mm. where I think that it is the the whole purpose of it is to not say you're going too hard. I feel that the purpose of these things is to take it and take it as hard as they can give it, because otherwise, <laughs> what are you doing there? Right? Hey. Shut, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> shut up. Them. So then... Then Wait, they, but did she ask at all? Did no she say words to you, were like, spoken. She never said, like, um, no. how's the pressure? No. No? Uh, no, this is what she does with everyone. This is what she just did with a gaggle of 26-year-old influencers that right. were in there okay, before okay, me, okay? okay? And they sure. all had no problem with it. And then so she gets to the feet, and um, I'm in so much pain, man, right? Like, I'm in so – I'm sitting there, and I'm wincing, and I'm, I'm grabbing my arms so tight. Like, I'm clenched up in the chair, grabbing my arms so tight that I'm leaving fingernail marks in my own bicep because I'm in so much pain, right? Like, she could obviously ex- tell that you were tense, though, ex- like no, in that moment, too. because when she's working the, the left foot – my 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 only thing that wasn't tense on my body was my left leg. I left my left leg limp and then I tensed up every other part of my body, like my neck, my head, my other foot was going crazy, all this other stuff, right? And I can't I can't handle it. Like I don't like this. And I keep looking at Catherine and she's just over there loving life. And then I close yeah. my eyes at one point because I'm like, please just make it stop. Right? <laughs> like I just please just be over already. And then I close my eyes, I put my head back, and the next thing I know, she's like on top of my shins with her elbow in my thigh. Oh, amazing. No, not crazy. amazing. Yeah, it sounds no. so relaxing. And I, we get in the car, and Catherine's like, that was amazing. And I'm like, I hated 100% of the seconds I was in there, man. I'm in so much pain. I'm limping to the car, right? I'm limping to the car. And I said, I've said this before, right? It's a very weird thing because you can't ask for it because I will be looked at as a perv. But somebody, for the love of God, please open a place where I can go and get a massage where it is 
tickles, mm-hmm. right? You tickle my back. You give me just like a light little rubbing, right? Like just rub me lightly, right? I don't need to be, you don't need to fight me, right? Like uh-huh. I'm, I've done nothing wrong to you. You uh-huh. don't need to fight me. We're not doing battle. Just for the love of God, open a place where I can just go and relax, where you just tickle me, and then every now and then you just rub me lightly, right? And that for me Couldn't is perfect. could Catherine just do that for you cheaply? Like, we wouldn't have to spend the money. Well, hopefully she would do it for free. <laughs> I, hopefully I'm not having to... <laughs> to pay Catherine <laughs> to rub me down. But I'm saying, because I like the process of going out with her, right? Yeah. Like, I don't, like, I like going, we go to, like, you go to a spa. I don't think she you, likes the process of going out with you. No, I really don't think she does. I think that she tried to kill me that day. <laughs> I really do. I really, I almost went on workers' comp. It sounded like you needed a safe word. Right? Yes, way. thank you. Yes. Honestly. Yes, yeah. I need, Did yeah. you film anything for TikTok? No, hell no. <laughs> what, All me those around and you didn't do a thing? No, I I didn't I didn't film one thing because I was crying the whole time. Oh boy. And I'm certainly not gonna film that myself. That would have gone viral. I know, but I'm certainly not gonna film myself limping to the car afterwards because I couldn't you handle it. You know what you need? Just tickle me. You know what tickle you need though? Me. You what? need a massage. I don't shut yeah. <laughs> It's so tense, bro. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Okay, so I'm gonna go around the room real, real quick. Deepa, I'll start with you. Deepa, do you consider yourself to be um like fashionably trendy? Uh, yes, I do. Okay. Uh, Shem? No. So, Shem, no. Uh, Mocha, do you consider yourself to be, like, fashionably trendy? Yes. Yes, oh, I do. Oh, interesting. Damn it, Maury. Obvi. <laughs> Shem, Shem, again, you said, Shem, you said what? Okay. No? I don't think so, no. 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 I, I, I'm not either, because I've just, I've never really cared about um, that. But, uh, so here's yeah, the question. Shows. Shut up, man. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, he wears the same At, outfit every day. So, so listen, clearly. man. It's not the same outfit. It's just the same type of outfit every day. Mm-hmm. Tight black pants, white t-shirt. That's it. Or, Maybe a scarf. Or, 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 or black or black t-shirt. That's uh, You go Tom to my Ford closet. dresses the same way. I, I, I find something I like. I buy the same pair of jeans and I buy them five times in a row. <laughs> and then I wear them until they fall apart. And then I buy five more of some other pair of jeans. Yo, man. Thank God for Amazon Basics. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So the question was at what age do you give up trying to be trendy and i don't mean like fashionable i mean staying on trend like when trends change you adapt with the trends meaning if you got a favorite pair of jeans that are sort of like the waist that you like and the leg that you like if the trend in jeans change you then adapt to the new trend as opposed to sticking with what you know mocha i'm going to say According to what it is you are going to tell us the answer is. Right. Not saying this is me. Yeah. Because I'm not there yet. Yes. But I'm going to say 35. Okay. Uh, Shem, what do you say? I was going to say about. Do you give up on being, like, following the trends? Um, Well, I am 35, and I haven't given up yet. So I'm going to say 40. Interesting. 40. Mm -hmm. Okay. Damn it, Maury? Um, Well, I go by my husband, who's very trendy, and he's turning 40 in a week, so I'm going to say 40. Deepa, the youngest of all of us. How old are you again, Deepa? I'm 27. 27. What age do people give up on following trends? I was going to say like 30, because at that point, your life is basically over. So why try? Deepa! Damn. I'm just kidding. Jeez. I'll let you know when I get there, y'all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same, I mean, same. Um, anyway, now I'm just hurt. Um, 35 is what they say, but I don't even want to finish this conversation oh. now. <laughs> Come on. It's quite interesting. <laughs> so 35 is when they say, well, 30, according to Deepa, your life is over. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, That's the new survey. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, thank God it's not actually because, like, what would we drive? You know what I mean? Like, what, how would we how would we communicate with people? All things created by people over the age of thirty, by the way, Deepa. Over the age of thirty, uh, so they say that. Uh, yeah, thirty seven percent of people say that uh, at thirty five is when they give up following trends. Like, actually, like where you will change your wardrobe based on what is trendy. It's thirty five mm. years old, so Mocha nailed it. Um, Deepa still hurtful. Sorry, um, Shem is thirty five, <laughs> so we can expect um, you to maintain or decline, Shem. Oh damn! No, I'm just asking you. Are you gonna you gonna maintain or you I'm gonna maintain? I'm Come on, man, look at me. Decline? I didn't on, say bro. decline. You did. First words out of your mouth were decline. That's, no, that's, no, 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 yeah. no. I didn't say that out of my mouth. No, 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 no. Shem's and, offended. And damn it, Maury, you will continue wearing ho- uh, clothes picked out by your <laughs> husband. Correct. <laughs> continue to wear hose. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. What's going on, everybody? Good, man. How are you? You there, Mocha? I'm here. Can you hear me? No, I can't hear him. Mocha, you there? Yeah. You, oh, there you go. You there, Sham? Hello. Everybody's checked in. You there, Dan Mori? I am here. All right. Why do you sound so chipper today? Oh, I had a fabulous dinner. <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. Oh, I God. found what? Wait, best. pause for a second. It shows. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, I had oh, to. I no. had no. to. Every, maybe had he means because I'm glowing no. and I look super happy. Oh, no, or the fact that there's still food in your beard. <laughs> Although, oddly, after you hear what I ate. Okay, <laughs> what'd you eat? What'd you I, eat? I did lose 0.1 pound. Don't do that. Don't don't obsess over 0.12 pounds, man. Also, what kind of scale do you have that, that does, like, the, the two decimal point? Oh, like any normal scale does a point. No, like but not, babies. A, not, a, not a two decimal point. <laughs> Yeah, no, like that doesn't exist. Like, what desperately you, seeking. Like, what do you? It's like you weigh apples. Point one two. What scale gives you two decimal points? One, you really need to know what you've lost. Okay, so that's what'd you like, eat? Would you th- eat? That's what coroners use to weigh the body. <laughs> Point one two pounds. Isn't that what they say a soul weighs? Like when you die, like there's that group of people that when you weigh that when you weigh a body, like it loses point one two pounds or something like that. They say that's the weight of the soul. Souls now. Okay. 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 So Maury, so you drank uh, you drank a soul you ate a soul's worth of food last night. I ate a soul's worth of food. Okay. Mac and cheese. Yeah. Okay. And that's it. Mac and. Oh, the way you built it up. No, I know. That was like something crazy. It sounded like an amazing mac and cheese at a takeout container. Okay, don't build up mac and cheese. We all love mac and cheese. For the record, I didn't build it up. You built it up. No, you were the one. I just said I had a great dinner. You were like, you're not going to (laughs) believe. And also, yes, Mocha's right. It is still in your beard. (laughs) 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 Okay, so you made this mac and cheese or you ordered it? No, no, no. I did it. I got it from the takeout container. What does that mean? It's the, Who talks it's, like that? What do you mean? What, what does that mean you say you got it from the takeout container? The takeout wall at Loblaws. They have their, their takeout mac and cheese. Oh, and it is literally oh so why don't you just say why you bought it at the grocery store? The pre-made. grocery store. Because they have a takeout section with prepared but foods. who says I got it from the takeout container? That to me seems like you walk into a parking lot somewhere with like <laughs> other like down on their luck folks. <laughs> and you like open up like one of those things that like banks keep beside the building to keep the salt in for the winter. <laughs> and like you just like. <laughs> yeah, and you just like reach in and grab a container. <laughs> what does that mean? I got it from the takeout container. <laughs> like the wall. 
wall where they have all the okay, different the, the pre-maids the pre-maids okay yeah and then so what you brought it home yeah nuked it up in yeah. the microwave it was fantastic but you can't keep it in that dish though you have to put it in a separate dish to nuke it oh no no i put it in a bowl yeah, you put it in the yeah, bowl. Yeah, put it in a bowl. They yeah. use, it's like cheese whiz plus the shredded cheese. Okay. Like many different kinds of cheese. Cheese whiz, huh? Yeah. Shem's going to have a heart so attack right gross. now. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shem, if I tried to serve you, if I said, hey, I got this great mac and cheese, it's noodles and cheese whiz. Calling the cops. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Yo, it's Roz and Mocha. Yeah, what's going on, Roz and Mocha? What up? Who's this? It's Matthew. Hey, how you doing, Matthew? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, I just wanted to say, uh, I just finished your book last night, Roz, and uh, incredible, incredible. Oh, thank um, you. Very, very cool. Uh, the buildup from the, the moment that you announced it, sometimes the buildup of that can be very um, like uh, misleading and stuff, but it was incredibly honest, um, even probably more honest than the actual book that was reviewing, but it, it just hit on a high note. Uh, and the crazy thing was that uh, as I was listening to it through Audible last week, uh, things weren't going so well in, in a lot of aspects, um, but it was just really refreshing and raw and vulnerable to, to hear that. Uh, and then at one moment, in one chapter, I was biking and uh, some car actually hit my bike. Oh, my God. Which was crazy. Uh, fortunately... Um, it was a very soft hit and nothing happened, which was great. So that's just a memory I have. Okay. So you're good. Um, like no, no broken man. bones or anything no, like nothing. that. Like not even a broken bike. I oh, think okay. he did more damage to his car than my bike. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, but just really just amazing book. And I'll, I'll end on this. Uh, things weren't going so well, but you know, just that motivation and things happen in the book and reading those stories and, you know, seeing how successful you are, you know, it's a lot of great motivation. And the crazy thing that happened a week ago mm-hmm. was that I became the opportunity to uh, uh, become a Leafs season's ticket holder. So. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yo, goals, fam. Goals. 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 So, uh, goals. You know, you know, like uh, when you talk about that idea of luck and stuff like that, yeah. another perspective, but really, really... <laughs> Uh, you know, just the, at, you know, at the, uh, the highs and lows there. But yeah, that's when, awesome. that's man, awesome. when you said like bro. things weren't going so good I in know, your I life, know. I thought it was like on some deep emotional so, stuff, not hockey yeah, tickets bro, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that you couldn't get season tickets bro, bro. for your favorite team. <laughs> you're, you're wild, man. Hey, have you finished my book yet, Mocha? So I was just going to say. I did finish you did the book. You did finish it. Uh-huh. Finally. <laughs> I finished the My book. My God. Uh, I'll tell you what I love about it. Almost a month. I love that. I love the stories you told about your dad. Right. Same here. Same here. Because yeah. I knew nothing about your dad for as long as we've worked together. No. Right. Even like when songs are playing or there's other stuff going on and, and we would chit chat. Uh, the topic of your dad never came up. And it, if it ever did, mm-hmm. you never gave any details, right? No. Uh, and the last so, thing I'll mention is that, Roz, uh, the, the biggest thing that hit me, the last thing was that um, the, the statement you said was that you'll never know really the impact of being a person uh, until your father passes. Mm-hmm. Mine's not. And, I, and, you know, I don't ever wish they ever died, but I know that's a reality. But that just hit really 
literally strong, but it, it, it just appreciates my dad so much more than anything else. So thank man. you for that. Um, and I love how, I don't know if you felt the same way, Matthew, but I love how throughout uh, telling your stories every now and then you would still bring it back to your dad. Yeah. So yeah, we were 100%. still getting little tidbits of mm-hmm. info on who your dad was, uh, what he was like, his personality, the way he thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course the, the, the love story between you and Catherine. Right. And I don't want to spoil anything yeah. for no, anyone no, that, no, no, that no. still and, yeah, hasn't read. You can read. see it in Ross, too. You can see the, it was, how much of an impact he has on his now, life. So Now that Mocha's yeah. finished the book, I can, I can say this because one of the things that uh, was important to me um, was that I had, like, not a fight. It wasn't a fight mm-hmm. with the, the, the publishers and the people that I was working with. Um, but the back half of the book, I go out of chronological order, right? Yeah. I start right. dipping I start dipping back because the thing right. that was important to me was the last story in the book that I talk about my dad was going to be a story where he was alive. Yes. Right? So when my dad dies in the book, I bring him back, mm-hmm. right? And Which I love. Yeah, the, Again, like yeah. every now and then. Because I didn't want the about... last I talked about him to yeah. be when he died. So the the last, my favorite chapter is uh, The King is Stupid. Yes. And, yeah. and because yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, because yeah. that's my favorite story <laughs> yeah. about my you, dad. And that's you, right? Yeah, yeah. Because it's you as yeah. well. Spoiler yeah. alert. And I also, I, I do have to say thank you. Um, you said some really nice things about about me not to make it about me no 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 but, i was wondering when you were going to get to your chapter but thank you for including me in in a chapter of the book it right. uh it swelled my heart yes uh it brought a, a tear to, to my eye ball, you know way to play hardball <laughs> we're having a moment here dude spoiler alert uh dim a more quickly go ahead I, I wanted to the one question i had finally mocha's finished the book i know um but i wanted to ask what would your dad think of the book would he be have been okay Okay with you sharing all the stories there would have been no book if my dad was still alive because there, there, w- there would have been no book if my dad was still alive do you get it do you understand Maury? i know but i guess i don't get it because i wanted to know like if he was still alive and you no, did write a you book, don't understand okay with you sharing the Maury, i wrote a book about my dad dying it was the and you're wondering what he would think of the book if he was alive <laughs> No, but i wanted to know <laughs> like, would he no would your dad be okay with you sharing stories about him but there would be no book. The whole per- Maury, oh my God. Okay, just for the record, in my head, this was the greatest question ever. <laughs> you sat on this, waiting for Mocha to finish reading the book. Yes. Okay, to ask what my dad would think of the book if he was still alive, which is primarily a book about his death. But I don't he think okay he would be happy. And all the stories, stories leading up to yeah, like his his death. Yeah, right. Like okay, so wait a second. So if my dad was still alive, and then I wrote a book about him dying, how would he feel about it? Probably not good. <laughs> no, not necessarily that part, but the other stuff. <laughs> Matthew. I, think be, I think he'd be kind of pissed. <laughs> kind of pissed? Matthew, we appreciate you, bro. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the Roz and Mocha show. Uh, thank you for, for listening to the audio version of Roz's book, and thank you for being such a big fan, bro. And you would ask me who's my favorite? Between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Before the book, it was always Roz. Like, just that, just... You know, just such a great guy, and the book just made it even more. So thanks, Ross. Really oh, I thought right. you were going to say, now after the book, it's Mocha. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, hey, yes, come Queen. On. What time are we talking to the Leafs today? What time are we running that? Like in seven minutes. Um, Michael Bunting and uh, Mitch Marner. Maury was hanging out with them. Were they fun? Oh, 
So much fun. <laughs> Sorry, I know you had fun with them. Did they have fun with you? They actually did. Uh huh. Okay. I would say, you know what, guys? Yeah. Honestly, You've I heard it all. To, I've not heard any of this. I heard, yeah, they are. They're really, really good, really, and huh? they played along really well. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah, they were very, um, they were very generous with their time. Yeah. I would say. I was trying to think of the the last time you reminded me of this when, when, especially with hockey players. I was trying to think of the last time I wore a helmet because I saw a video of you the other day, Mocha, riding a bike with a helmet on, and I'm like, I don't know. Safety when first, yeah. bro. And you I'm only like, got one brain. And I'm like, I don't know when the last time I put a helmet on was. I was trying to think. Really? No. Like, what would I ever, maybe my motorcycle when I used to ride a motorcycle. Do you still have your helmet at home? For my motorcycle? No, uh-huh. no, no. I got rid of that. I got rid of oh. all the motorcycle stuff. But trying to think of the last time I had a helmet on my head. Maybe to go skiing? Skiing? I've never gone <laughs> skiing before. <laughs> Do you wear a helmet for skiing to begin with? Um, believe me, if I went skiing, I would wear full hockey gear. If yeah. I went, if I went skiing, I'm not skiing. I would break like, oh my God, I would break no, I think- all the way down. I think you have to wear a helmet when you're skiing. Because any picture so? I saw, they wear like a toque, and they look good. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if people wear helmets when they go skiing, man. man. I really don't. If you don't. smash your head, you're gone. Yeah, I don't know, though. I don't know if people, like, general. Yeah, dude. You think so? I think you children have to wear a do. No, I think children do. I don't think regular people go down. Or, like, I've never you, seen helmets at the ski rental Yeah, shelf. I don't think people do. I think people go down those mountains with no helmets on. I think in the Olympics and stuff really? like that, they wear helmets. No way. Yeah. No, I'd bubble wrap and then helmet and then bubble wrap again. I know. Do I, I, helmets fit your head? Shut up, Maury. No, I meant because you have like a really what's big what's head. That? You, shut up. Why bring that up, man? <laughs> like, that's so That's so like, mean. That's so You've mean. You've talked about your large ass head. No, do you don't say ass. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, but I did. I got very excited. Uh, I don't know what it was last week. I, 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 I don't know what I look for. Catherine told me the other day go find all the underpants that you like the most. <laughs> And tell me okay. what, and tell me, and tell me what brands they are, right? And tell me what brands they are, and uh, uh, and then I'll just buy you a whole bunch of them. And I was like, okay, cool. Okay. So I, I found, I went looking online. This this brand, and then I, I start it's getting, called Amazon Basics. I, I start getting fed all the ads for all these underpants. So now my, uh, <laughs> and I've noticed that for underpants ads now, they don't like you're not, you don't have to be like young and ripped and hairless. Right. So now, so now my ads on my, like you should see my feed now, man. It is a mess because it's all hairy guys in briefs because I only, because they, they do, they use hairy guys now, like hairy yeah, thighs. Not all of them. I could show you ads where right. they're not. I don't want to see what you see, Maury. Okay. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Maury's algorithm is already messed. I don't want to see what, I don't want to see what you see. But then I also got excited because I found another hat company that does uh, extra large heads. Right. See? Okay. Yeah. I think it's called like gargantuan or something. Like it has like a really no, it's offensive not, really? name. For, yeah. It's called something oh, like that. Like no. it's, it, it has, a, if you have a large head, right, you're very sensitive to having a large head. And I think this yeah. hat company is called like humongous or gargantuan or something like that. <laughs> like it's really, and it pops up all the time. So, so now I have one, on one side, I have a hairy guy wearing briefs. And on the other side, it's just the word gargantuan, <laughs> right? Like my, my, my Google is a mess right now. Yes. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh, yeah. Go Leafs go. They're in San Jose for the next game tomorrow night, 1030. Um, And most of the times when you see athletes um, talking to people outside of, you know, whatever given sport that they're in, they're kind of bland and blah and whatever, especially when it comes to hanging out with media, right? They train Uh, them that way, right? Like they're just... Yeah. And and I don't know if it's because like... Cliche, cliche, cliche. They don't want them to like say the wrong thing or or say anything that may be... um, 
you know, disrespectful to the team or to the sport or anything like that. But yeah. for some reason, and I love it whenever David Morey gets to uh, sit down in front of an athlete because the fun from that athlete really shows mm -hmm. and really comes out. Right. So uh, Morey was hanging out with uh, Michael Bunting and Mitch Marner from the Toronto Maple Leafs. And the conversation um, go the exact way you would think they would go when an athlete is talking to Morey mm -hmm. um, by starting off in the most weird and awkward way. What can you say to Leafs Nation to ensure them that this season will be great? We have such a close team in here, and we all love playing for Toronto. Um, I'm a hometown boy from Scarborough, so I know how much it means to everybody here in this city that, that we're good, and it's going to be a fun year. So uh, a lot of passion in this, in this group. There's somebody, like, I don't know if it's your gear, but literally sweat is dripping on me right now. <laughs> I think that's my skate dripping right on your, the top. Is that your foot sweat dripping on my head? Like, literally. Yeah, that might be. No, I would, it, it's just the ice. Don't worry. You're good. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's a hell of a lot of foot sweat. Yeah, yeah. We are, we are leaking out there, but yeah, it was a good practice. <laughs> okay. Okay. Where are you? Explain. Set the, where, are you sitting down? Like, what's going so on? So in the locker room, everybody has their own sort of, I guess, section. They're like a bench. So I'm sharing his bench with him. Right. And right above me is where all of his gear that he just came off the ice is hanging. Oh, yeah, because they hang it all up, right? Yeah. It's, yeah no, that was definitely sweat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so gross. And then things get even uh, even more weird. But, uh, uh, man, these guys from the Leafs are amazing. Obviously, you know what a goal horn sounds like. It's something like, hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Uh, you nailed it. Okay. So if you could replace the goal horn with any animal sound, what would it be? That's a good question. Uh, maybe a tiger. Um, okay. How would that sound? He shoots, he scores. Roar. Nice, eh? <laughs> That's almost scary. Yeah. Get the, yeah, get the people going with that. All right, Mitch Marner, your turn. We're changing the goal horn to an animal sound. What animal sound are you picking? Oh, man. Uh, any Poor animal Mitch. sound. Oh, my God. I'm going to, I'll go dog bark and then I'll just. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, here we go. So let's see how this sounds, okay? He shoots, he scores. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Maybe we stick to what's already there. Yeah, yeah. No, that's why we're not uh, in that business. That's why we're trying to do the other part of it. <laughs> oh, God. Like, like, yeah, the hockey players in the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got the man barking like a dog. Can you make a dog sound? <laughs> Uh, and then another uh, question from David Morey uh, to Michael Bunting and Mitch Marner from the Toronto Maple Leafs that I guess Morey has really thought about a lot. What do you do during the game if you really have to pee? <laughs> you have to hold it. Well, some guys, if you really have to go, they'll, they'll squeak, sneak off. But most of the time you hold it and then run right to the, the washroom uh, right when you get off. I think. A lot of guys, I think we drink so much that we pee about three times in the intermissions. Okay, Mitch Marner, wow. I got to get your take on this. What happens Jeez. if during the game you have to pee? <laughs> I don't know. I, I never really experienced that feeling. Um, I try and do that between periods and get that out, but um, I don't know. It's a good question. Um, I haven't I haven't felt that one. Is there a signal? Do you raise your hand going, Coach, I've got to pee? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's a good one. I think... I, I think we're old enough that we can hold it in for the, the amount of time we need to. It's not like we're out there for that long in between breaks. So I think everyone's pretty good at holding it in. I feel targeted yeah. right now. I was just going to say, you would be the worst <laughs> hockey player ever or the worst athlete for the amount of times you would have to leave a game to go and pee. I had to park on the, I had to find, a, 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 I ran into a place yesterday because I was driving and I had to run into a drugstore and pee. I didn't even How need long? anything at the drugstore. 
How long were you in the car for? I'd left the house 15 minutes. Ah. No. Yeah, yeah, and 15. did you pee before you left? Uh, like, not that long. Not that long. But I had, like, I don't know. Like, within I, 30 minutes? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, because I just had, like, th- like, th- like two coffees and, like, a bunch of water and, like, all this stuff. And then I'm, like, a bomb at that point. That That's the one reason why I could never play hockey. Uh, And finally, David Mori with uh, Michael Bunting and uh, Mitch Marner from the Toronto Maple Leafs. You got to tell me what you said to me as I was coming towards you here in the locker room. I think the people need to know. Yeah, I I recognize you, and I I told you that I listen to all you guys every morning driving to the rink. I've been listening to you since I've been going to high school. Just to interrupt, I do believe you also said I was really funny. Yeah, you are funny. Uh, Yeah, there you go. Roz and Mocha might not like that, but you're funny. You make me laugh. Probably the most. <laughs> well, you know, every time people call in, they ask, who's your favorite between Roz and Mocha? What would you say? Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to say Mocha. Um, oh. His laugh is, uh, hey. is contagious. Oh, Sorry, Roz. I know that one always stings you. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> yes, big up Michael Bunting. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Mocha looks good today. I mean, he always looks good. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan Nobody wants to hear you say that, Maury. For some reason, it's weird. I don't know what it is. You say that about everything I ever no, say. No, I though. know, I know, but for some reason, when like when I say that somebody looks good, it is totally different than when you say somebody looks good. Can I try it? No, I don't want. No, Mocha, it grosses me. No, it, it grosses me out. It really does. Can you Mocha hear us? I don't think so. I've ever, nobody's comfortable right now with you saying that they look good. It's really weird. <laughs> that really bodes you know well I mean? for me. No, you know mentally. what I mean, though, right? Like anybody, <laughs> can, anybody could tell That's me. I look. Good. Shem could be like, "Man, you look good today." Deepa could be like, "Well, she never would," but Deepa could be like, "Man, you look good today." <laughs> let's 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 be honest, right? Um, just, but but I'll as just, soon as fine. as soon as you say, I don't know. There's just something. I don't know. There's something that weirds me out about I'll it. I'll stick man. to what I know. Yeah, which is art and men. Please. Wow. Is, what a flex. <laughs> What a flex. Those those are like two basic hobbies. Oh, I shouldn't say men as a hobby. My God, you're married. Yeah, it's not a hobby. Who says that? Who says that as a married man? My two hobbies are art and men. Sometimes they're the same thing, though, right, Moore? Right. Yes, yes, they are. <laughs> no, I was just saying you look good today, Mocha. Thanks, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. I, did, I did too. No, I, no. Oh, for God's sake. Enough, Maury. Enough. I can't. I can't deal. I can't Holy. Deal. What? Me, me, me. I know. You know what I'm saying? No, but it's about you, no, you, you. No, it's not. It's not. Nobody, nobody wants to. Nobody wants to hear. There's something. Maybe if you said it in a different way, right? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I don't know what it is about the way that you say somebody looks good, Maury, but it never makes you feel good. Mocha, I love your eyes. No, see, I don't know. what You know what I'm saying? Gosh. Right? Like, it's so, so <laughs> gross. Who Also, nobody says, like, when you say to another guy, like, that's like one of your dudes, right? You say, yeah, man, you look good today, right? Exactly what I did. Yeah. You never walk up to somebody and go, oh, my God, I love your eyes. Okay. Like, somebody yeah. that you've known, like, who says it to somebody that they've yes, known for, like, 15 Mocha years? Looks stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. Is that better? No. no I'm just testing out different no, ways. Somebody's, no. no, somebody sent me uh, an email to, like, about skin things and stuff like that uh, if I wanted to try bunch of stuff out and they i'm telling you man i don't even know what any of these things were called like i had no idea run what to through do. them oh no, can I you try to remember no i have, I have no idea like, no, serum it's, it's like a serum so right very uh-huh. good that's what you put under your cream and i don't know whether you do you leave all this stuff on do yes you, do, yeah do, man do, do, you, do you put it on and then wash it off like i don't no. know what you do you do it in the morning and you live your day i am so removed from that sort of like face routine what do you what do they call it skin routine regimen. serum regimen regimen is that what they call it yeah uh, I'm so removed from that. Like, you it's, ever done it's, a night mask? No. <laughs> no. Where you put cream all over your face and go to bed no. with it on? Like one time somebody wanted me to wear a night mask, but I wasn't comfortable with that either. 
Hey, yo. <laughs> Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Wait, Deepa. Deepa. Okay, hold on. Like we're all talking about skin routine here, and Deepa hasn't like said a right? single word no. yet. What's your skin routine? I'm just kind of curious now. Oh, I have a like, lot have of skin routine. Um, oh my god, yeah. Okay, so first it's a vitamin C cream. Let that uh, absorb for like ten seconds. Then 10 I put on my seconds. acne medication. Let that sit. Yeah, it's quick. It's like quick absorption. Um, okay. Acne medication, then a face cream, um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. And then I go to bed oh. like that. So, so you, you leave all that stuff on in bed? Yeah, and I mean, you rub it in your face. So it's not just like layers <laughs> that you leave and then just yeah. rub it all over your pillow. Like, bro, you yeah. talk like a guy Trust, that doesn't you wash. Do nothing. Like, <laughs> like I swear. What are you doing? What do you, mean, what do you mean? I talk like a guy that doesn't wash. I am a guy that doesn't wash. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, so, a lot of people online want uh, Martha Stewart to hook up with Pete Davidson. Oh, not me. I know, right? So who's the big three? Okay, Shem. So Martha Stewart, Diane Sawyer, and Viola Davis, man. Viola Davis? Oh, well, yeah. There, I thought for sure another... you were going to say Helen Mirren. Barbara Walters. Oh, yeah. Helen Mirren as well. Helen Mirren. Yeah, because Diane Sawyer out. There was a big three, though, that we were talking about, right? <laughs> the, the, those sort of age demos, blondes. Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart. Uh, Helen Mirren, for yeah, sure. Yeah. I don't think Diane Sawyer Di- was We said it. Diane Sawyer before. Because yeah, I'm going to tell you something. I met, Di- I met Diane, Diane Sawyer one time, and it was, she's a striking woman. Oh, that's like I would. It was crazy, crazy, crazy. Like, she has this energy to her, Shem. I'm telling nah, you. Know, like my girl Martha, man. I'm, listen, there's nothing like Martha Stewart. I, under, I understand that, especially uh, new Martha Stewart. But uh, so everybody wants Martha Stewart to hook up with Pete Davidson because Pete Davidson, as we know, is just making the rounds. And mm-hmm. uh, and I guess they know each other. But but Martha Stewart was on with Drew Barrymore yesterday and they do this game with like flags. So it's like red flag, yellow flag. Green flag. So green flag is like obviously go. Red flag is when it comes to relationships, hell no. And yeah. yellow flag, you're on the fence. And so what you're going to hear is you can't see the flags, but Martha Stewart is just all green flag, green flag, green flag. So <laughs> so this is Martha wow. talking about uh, Pete Davidson. Here we go. Your date has as many tattoos as Pete Davidson. <laughs> green flag, red flag, yellow flag. Uh-huh. <laughs> Green flag. Green flag. I knew it, Martha, you minx. I knew it. Put a bet money in Vegas on that one. Okay, your date is Pete Davidson. I knew it. I Green knew flag. It. There's a thing okay, on the internet okay. where everybody wants you to go on a date with I Pete mean, Davidson. I mean, he's dated so many women. So what? No, I'm not saying that's bad. I think that's good. And he's sort of cute. Everybody loves him. I, I know everybody loves him. I know him. Oh. Oh, you didn't know I know him? I mean, oh, I do know. that's probably why it, he was on the beaver roast with me. Do you remember? Yes. He was this little twerp on the beaver. Roast. <laughs> he was even twerpier than Bieber. <laughs> well, I, I got it was say- also very cute, by the way. Oh, he's so handsome. Oh, he's cute. Too. And lovely. And that him and Haley just seem so lovely. Yes. But everybody yeah. speaks about Pete Davidson in such a positive way. Like he has to be a good guy. Oh, he is a good guy. Right? Wow. Pining for the young things. Martha Stewart. Would you quit the show for Martha Stewart's show? I'm quitting. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Like if Martha, if you met Martha at like an event and she was like, God, man, just come and move to the Hamptons with me. You guys, you know how fast I'm gone? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So that's it, it's done, huh? I think so. Uh, I know that the producers of House of Dragon, and we, and I, again, I have not seen one frame of House of Dragon, and I've just been enjoying mm. House of the Dragon um, through the, through the dammits. Um, and uh, it was the finale on the weekend. And I know that the producers of the show came out to ask people why they were lusting after What's the character's name? He's a Targaryen, right? You're thinking of Damon? Yeah, Damon Targaryen. Why are people lusting after that guy, Maury? Because he's beautiful. Oh, but is he awful in the show? Absolutely. He's oh. a horrible human being. <laughs> Aren't they all awful he's in the also show? He's married to his cousin now. <laughs> oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> so is the queen. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> nah, that's straight facts. <laughs> That was like Crown Season 1. <laughs> R.I.P. to the Queen. Um, we miss you, Mom. Um, so the Dammits uh going to wrap up your season of House of the Dragon. They've been recapping every single episode. Was the finale longer, Maureen? No, still 110. Was that? That was yeah, it, huh? Yeah. Okay, so uh, without further ado, here is... Uh, uh, the season finale of House of the Dragon, courtesy of Dammit Warrior's husband, Dammit Matthew. And for the final time together, oh, one God. last time. No, we're doing it wrong. Who cares? So, okay, no, no, I've moved on. Okay. Apparently, word travels incredibly <laughs> slow, and Prince Damon only now knows the king is dead. Well, I mean, they had to, like, write on rocks and, like, send them. <laughs> also, the internet is thirsty about <laughs> Prince Damon. Do you find him hot? Um, not really, but like maybe could, you know, like potential there, but like, what kind of an answer is that? <laughs> no, that blonde hair, I can't. And the actress who plays Rihanna, if she doesn't win an Emmy for what just happened, dramatic. I have no words. Oh, you certainly had a lot of words while you were watching it. <laughs> Essentially, it was a birth, but. Not a fun one to watch. That was the most dramatic birth ever. People are going to be talking about this birth for a long time. She Okay, so she yanked it from her. It wasn't alive, but she she yanked it from her. The strength of a woman. Oh my God, they show that on How did they show that on HBO? I don't know. It looked so real, too. Not that I know, but like, wow. Very important turn of events. So the king's knights were brought over by Damon to his village or whatever and told that either they give their allegiance to the qu- the new queen or die. Is that what you got? That's what happened. <laughs> I remember a guy coming up in the hill, and like I guess he's the one that left. But he the brought thing. the king's crown, and so I guess Rihanna Nun left her other castle and is now with Damon, because they're married yes, or whatever. That happened a long time ago. She's now with them. This is like, I don't know, Capulets and Montagues, like two different houses or families you were covering your eyes watching what was just going on oh my god so the little boy like the son is like literally on a dragon and i'm thinking he's gonna die there's lightning there's thunder like i'm thinking can you even fly this dragon in the rain i don't know and then he's being chased by the patch guy eye patch guy (laughs) that was intense like my heart hurts like i literally was on the edge of my seat the little boy was on his dragon we thought he was like in the clearing and then boom. And then all of a sudden I patched dragon freaking ate him. And the <laughs> oh, and no. his other dragon. Like it just swallowed him and like chopped him like in half. I'm like borderline gonna cry. 
And the queen, like her reaction, like, yeah, it's now war. Like now we need season two. Okay, I'm really upset. Oh. That little kid, like he was young. See? And I'm I, this totally. is like, I, I hate going to bed like this. Like, I'm really upset. And that is the finale of the season. What's your big <gasps> takeaway from this? Oh, God. What do you mean takeaway? <laughs> I never thought I would like the show, but huh? you also can't stop watching. Oh. What did you learn? <laughs> what did I learn? I didn't learn anything. <gasps> no, you learn you can't trust family. You can't trust family, but also they're like fighting for the crown. It's like, who gives a shit? Okay, and with that, <laughs> the season finale, so dramatic. House I of the Dragon from House of the Damned. What? <laughs> One last time. Yo, so Matthew liked the show. A fan. I knew. I knew it. I knew it. I knew that by the end of this, damn it, Matthew would be a convert. And now, and now comes the glorious, awful news: is that season two is coming out. No. Yes. What next week? Please say next week. Twenty-four. Nice. Mark your calendars. Damn it, Maury. Damn it, Matthew. (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hello, Amy. It's Roz and Mocha. How you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good. Uh, Amy is out in BC right now. Um, Thank you for listening, first of all. Second of all, why are you reaching out to us? Um, Why can't everyone just get along? (laughs) Why can't everyone just get along? That is a very... um, generic question however you break it down to this specific you wrote us this razamoka fix my life my eight-year-old daughter and my boyfriend of three years have been beginning to bicker and i don't know how to go about making them both feel better (laughs) about each other what are the things that they're bickering about it's kind of been a a long time thing they're just you know i think she's she's just getting kind of um hormonal at that age right Mm -hmm. and when she first met him, when she was five, she was more affectionate, you know, hugging him. I love you. Yeah. And now she's not. Now she she really just shrugs him off a lot of the time, and it's really affecting him. And I, that's what's starting to make them bicker. She'll mm. kind of talk back. Do you think that maybe she's at that age now where she's jealous a little bit of the time that you and and him are spending together and like she wants that time she wants you all to herself yeah yeah actually that's a really good point is this your (laughs) is this your only kid it is yeah not wanting to like hug and stuff like that when they turn nine i know that this is not something that you want to hear and mocha it's not something that you want to hear yeah um (laughs) but that's sort of at when you're a parent like you will go through little moments of heartbreak because suddenly this person who would just sit and cuddle with you forever on the couch yeah it's like you touch them with the side of your arm and you just feel them move away from you oh no you you know what i mean like it's it, it, it it happens it happens they they go through changes and they grow up and like you said they get hormonal and they start looking at the world differently and they 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 need affection in different ways where everything used to be able to be fixed with a hug right now they need something else now they need they it's not that they don't want to spend time with you but they just may not be super into that physical affection right now mm. and i think that you need to adapt with what the kid responds to positively Right. Like if it's jokes 
if it's, you know, time to do like a, like a dumb activity together, like whatever um, they respond to emotionally in a sort of positive way, the way that they would when it used to be about hugs, um, find out what that is and just do that. So adapt to the adapt to the kid because they still need affection. They just need it in different ways. But, yeah, that is a. Yeah, and it's, and, and you can't and, and you can't and a grown man can't look at it. It is such a terrible like. And believe me, even for me, I got a daughter, right? I I can I would never look at my daughter and go, "Why don't you want to hug me?" Like that is just so damaging <laughs> moving forward in life to a young girl. You know that she's getting yelled at by a man for not to, for not wanting to to be physically affectionate. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like you can't do that. Oh, yeah. You can't you can't oh. yell at a kid. But I think that I think you can find something that she finds sort of rewarding, emotional. That isn't that, and and sort of you know move it move it into that area, adapt with her. Yeah. So how do I um how do I go how do I talk to her about that though? Like, but but talk to her um, about what though? Uh, talk to her about what? Like like is she is she uh, is she being hurtful? Is she or is she just being? Well, eight? yeah. It's even like you know um she'll come give me a big hug, say goodnight to me, yeah. and he'll be like goodnight, lady, I love you, and. She won't say anything. She'll like rush off to her room. Is her dad in her life at all? Yes, he's he, very much in her life. He is. So she, is she developing like a maybe a, a, a stronger sort of bond with with him? Um, well, yeah, she's like he's always he's always been close. He's always been there. Do the do um, the two guys get along? Yeah, actually, they were they were friends before me and. Oof. Hey yo. Um that's another note. Yeah. FML for like next week or something. Uh yeah, I I there, there's she may be she there may be like a like a daddy thing, you know, yeah. where where she's you know she's choosing sides. She yeah, well no, but she may feel guilty. Like if you know she's building this sort of thing with with her father, she may be going through a little bit of growing pains about splitting affection because she may feel guilty, you know, doing that behind her her dad's back. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that's what I was kind of thinking, too. Yeah, you may just but, have to monitor the situation yeah. and understand that she's still a kid and she's going to do all the kid yeah. stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's all you and can that, do. And that, and that's, that's, what I keep, that's what I keep telling my boyfriend, too. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's just her age and it's going to pass yeah. one and, day. And the one thing you but, can't do is try and force it, right? Especially when, when you're dealing with a young girl. You just, you can't, you just can't force that yeah. stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I just, you're going to be okay. Everything's, everything's going to be fine. But, you know, have a conversation with her, you know, just like as her mom. Don't involve the, don't involve your boyfriend. Just have a conversation with her and just find out how she's feeling about her dad. Find out how she's, you know, feeling about, you know, that relationship and, you know, how she feels about you and sort of, you know, what she needs from you guys when it comes to, you know, affection and support. And she's eight. She, she understands. She can have this conversation with her. Yeah. And she, she's incredibly smart for her age. Yeah. I was, but something I said to my boyfriend, because he actually communicated this with me uh, last night, how he's feeling weird about it. And I'm like, I think we just all need to sit down, like, without... Any distractions, like no TV, no phones around. Like No, I think you and your daughter you should talk. You and your daughter should talk. Yeah. Not with him around. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You should just have a conversation. You're 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 the you're the mom. She's probably gonna say stuff to you that she won't say to anybody else. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. All right, Amy. Okay. All right. All right, yeah. love. Thanks, you take girl. care. Awesome. Thank you so much. Bras and mochas fix my life on KISS. Did you guys see that story of the um the guy that won the lottery? Because uh, the numbers that he played were from like a broken odometer on his truck that he bought like more than 27 years ago. Guy's <laughs> been playing the same numbers like every week. That's genius. Such a bad idea, man. I played the lotto Wait. the other night. I I won and? 20 bucks. Oh, oh, nice. How yeah. much did you spend? Like 60. Oh, so you oh. didn't win. <laughs> no. 
No, no. Just and I'm all random. So this guy, what? He had an old car, and the odometer just happened to be the exact amount of numbers to buy a yeah, lot of ticket. He, he needed five numbers, and the odometer read eighty-two thousand four hundred sixty-six miles. Yeah, and he played those numbers like every week religiously. His pick five, yeah. and this is, believe it or not, the third jackpot that he's won using those numbers. Shut up. Oh my god. And a third jackpot in 27 years. I mean, I don't know how long the the all the articles that I found, yeah. um it doesn't say how long he's had the truck, but if he's this is his third win in 27 years and the truck has been in his possession broken mm-hmm. for at least the past How much did he win? Years. Did it say how much he won? Uh 25 grand. Oh. He can never sell this truck. Could you call yourself a lottery winner if you won 25 grand? You just nah, call yourself well, a lottery so. winner you won 20 bucks. No, no, no. Of course you can. No, no, no. I think that you can say I won 25 grand on the lottery. I don't think that you can say I'm a lottery winner. No. So what's lot- the bare minimum? Like a million? million. Yeah. A million uh, is the minimum to call yourself a lottery winner. So he hasn't even hit a million because he won 50 grand in 95 and then 100 grand in 2008 using the same numbers. Right. So it still doesn't add up to a million. I think no. we should all play his odometer numbers. Like Shem, let's say you're on a date, right? Mm-hmm. And you're you're wooing like crazy, right? Like it's it's vibing, like you're going Ooh. great, okay? Ooh. And you you get to the point of where they're like, so uh, you know, tell me about yourself, like uh, what's going on with you? And you were like, well, you know, I'll be honest with you, like you know, I won the lottery last year, and you know, it was real great. Okay, so if you say that to somebody, right? I'm a lottery winner. And then it comes out on date number six where she was like, by the way, how much did you win on the lottery? And you were like 25 grand. That's not going over well. You think I'm overselling? Yeah, no. Yes. <laughs> oh, big time. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't I call think you yourself have... a lottery winner if you won 25 grand. You think I'm telling no, a date think... that I won the lottery? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think if you if it's a, a dollar amount that's like less than a million, a you million. have to say... You ha- no no no. You have to say if you're going to say that you won the lottery, you have to follow it up by saying exactly how much you won. I you can't say fully agree with you, right? You can't say I'm a lottery winner. Leave it at that because then the other person assumes okay millions. Thank you. In the millions, at least you have to say yeah, I've won the lottery. Twenty five grand, not a big deal. I, or I, it, it was twenty five grand. You are a hundred percent. You are bang on right. There should be a rule that if you've won less than a million, you cannot say I I'm a lottery winner. You have to say I won seventy five grand on the lottery you have to include yeah. the dollar figure if it's under a million dollars i fully agree with you and i don't know yeah. i mean i don't know why i'm so passionate about this i don't know anybody who's ever won the lottery you just said you did <laughs> 20 bucks no i don't know anybody who's ever won anything more than a million on the lottery yeah Does me it, neither do you know i don't no. know anybody who's won a million dollars i wouldn't be friends with them anymore even if Why? I did, I can't, Why, be, just, I can't be around be that. Hater? Kind of, yeah, I can't be around that. I'd be just like, I'd be too jealous for the rest of my life. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, my God, Leslie Jordan died. And oh. I really, Leslie Jordan really wasn't on my radar because uh, I wasn't the fan of like Will and Grace and all that stuff. But he became this like huge star during COVID and during lockdown because like he was just doing stuff on social media that just like really hit. And then I saw the headlines yesterday and the headlines were, you know, Leslie Jordan passes away at, I think he was 67 
And I was like, oh, God, that sucks. But, like, they left out the part where it was, like, a car accident where he, yeah. like, slammed his car into the like side of a building a medical emergency like and, like, slammed into the side of a wall. God damn, man. And just the day before, he was on Instagram singing a song, like, literally hours before. The trumpets of the Lord shall sound and time shall be no more. And the morning breaks eternal bright and fair. Yeah. When the saved of earth shall gather. And he really sounds like that too. Like I was shocked when I talked to him. Like you really sound like a hillbilly, like an okay hillbilly. <laughs> he was sweet though, and he's so little. Like, and I don't think that that should really matter. But like when little people die, you know what I mean? It like it breaks my heart a little bit. And I think it was because too. Like the sad thing about Leslie Jordan was that. He like he really found like you really saw in him that he like sort of hit his stride like kind of later in life too you know what I mean and just like god damn but people love that guy over social because if you remember in the lockdowns everybody was just going bonkers and Leslie Jordan sort of floated to the top uh, because he was that kind of like one bright light during all of it right well he was just loving like he is that like, what it was he was dancing around I, like remember he was you tap telling, dancing. I remember you telling me about oh because I yeah I follow him so he was tapped he was like you know dancing while eating his dinner like he was just so relatable in a million different ways he was the one that looked like covid wasn't bothering him at all right or is making that the, the best of or it or making it you're right you're right you're right it was uh, it was making the best of it but i didn't watch him on will and grace who oh, was he on will and grace was who was he on will and grace okay so on will and grace he was beverly leslie who's that okay. he, that was his character oh, okay gotcha but he always pretended that he was straight and like hiding it like can i play a clip <laughs> sure well y'all what a surprise I'm just having a drink here with my business associate, Benji. <laughs> the only surprise is that you're still trying to pass off Benji as your business associate in the middle of a gay bar. This is a gay bar? <laughs> well, I had no idea. I'm a half a mind to storm out of here right this minute. But my other half wants to stay and finish my refreshing lemon draw. <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy, man. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. We were supposed to have Tristratus on the show like a couple of weeks ago, and then she wound up in the hospital. Um, Canada's Got Talent season two is filming right now in Niagara Falls. Trish is back as a judge again, uh, and uh, she's finally back on with us. Hey, Trish. Thank you for having me back. It's been a while. Um, how are you feeling these days? Why are you asking that? Girl, come on now. We were worried. Everyone is so worried. Honestly, it didn't burst. We're talking about my appendix, yeah. right? Yes. Okay. It didn't burst, so we're fine. I literally was supposed to do a media day that next morning, and so I was talking to the doctor, and I was like, and, he, and it, like, we are all messed up. I, I drove myself to emergency. My mom's like, you could you could die, though, so you should go to the emergency room. So I was like, shoot. So I, I, I drove myself to the emergency room. I go in, and um, and the doctor recognized me only because I we finally got in a little sequestered area, and I took down my mask. Goes, Trish Stratus. And I was like, okay, good. I'm glad that's out of the way. So can I ask you this? <laughs> Will I be okay to do my media day tomorrow? And he goes, no, your appendix is, is, is going to burst. That's yeah. not a good thing. I go, he goes, but it's your choice. It's completely up to you. And I was like, oh, no, 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 don't tell me that because I'll go, I'll do it. I'll not like get as much in and I'll come back. He goes, I go, okay. I said, you need to make an executive decision. So we took it out that evening. Easy peasy. And honestly, it was, uh, it was, it's laparoscopic. So it was like pretty easy. So here's, here we are. Here's, okay. I picked up the kids from school that night. Put it that way. That's crazy because here's why when Mocha said worried, right? This is, and we'll, 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 we'll talk about Canada's Got Talent in one second, but here's why I worry <laughs> is because yes. you having done what you've done for so long, 
I start to worry that you're the type of person that is so used to being banged up and so used to some part of your body hurting that with stuff like this, you're the type that maybe doesn't go to the doctor right away. Correct. How do you know this about me? Yes, oh, I, yeah. I, you yeah. just kind of wait to see. <laughs> you gauge the pain from day to day and you're like, whatever, like, it'll heal so on its own. I'm like, I have a very high pain t- threshold for sure. So yes. that's like, that, and I, but I'm aware of it. I'm aware that like, I don't have those like signals, those red flags, so to speak, that tell people, hey, slow down. Hey, your body needs you. So I try to tune in with my body. And that's just like with my yoga, my meditation allows me to do that. But this one literally sprung up on me. Like I just was like, "Ah, how much can I squeeze in before? Uh, Yeah, so that is a thing that I have to deal with. But I got it done. Good. I mean, to be honest, they they were offering me pain pills and this and that. I said no to not. I said I didn't take one single painkiller. I just was like, I need to be, I need to be aware. You need to be like tuned in. I believe that was part of my quick recovery was knowing where I'm at, monitoring how much I can do and like, you know, not push myself because I was aware of what pain was happening and what wasn't happening. So you're sitting on set right now of uh, season two of Canada's Got Talent. And when you went in last season, did you have something in mind that you were hoping would like blow you away or what you were looking for or a specific sort of talent that you gravitated towards? And has that changed now going into this season? What are you looking for? Well, it's funny because in the beginning, it was just about like, what is Canada going to deliver, right? Because I mean, we'd seen all the Got Talents, obviously a huge franchise. Um, and and a lot of the times as a Canadian, I'm sure you guys the same, you'd watch the the Canadian talent on these, you know, other platforms, BT, BGT or AGT and et cetera. Mm-hmm. And you would just be like, um, you know, you're rooting for them. You're like, so now to have a platform for our own talent, it was so amazing. But I was like, can we deliver? And I hate to say it, but didn't want to be like, the Canadian version of AGT, sure. like you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. And so now, I mean, because like, look at the set and look at like the performances that we had last season. I'm like, oh my gosh, like we were blown away by can, well, what Canada brought. And so that was like, you know, and it really just put us on the map as far as like, okay, this is our own show. We can stand on our own feet and Canada is going to deliver. So now I'm just like, uh, whatever, bring it. Like, I'm just, I'm excited to see. I, I mean, even how at one point last season said, I got to be honest at this point, this may be the best talent I've seen yet. And wow. he has 11 years of, wow. yeah, 11 years of AGT. Real quick, were you with season one and now going into season two, were you surprised at all by the, either you or the other judges, um, with the connection that you've made with some of the contestants and having that kind of like emotional relationship with them after hearing their stories, hearing some of their struggles, anything like that? care about them much i feel like just do your thing you know what i mean i, I just <laughs> or me. girl no it, it's crazy like i don't think i'm just kidding i i feel like you know what this show does is it it's it's really about it's about the stories and that's what it comes down to i mean the talent yeah. of course and what you what, are, what you present on stage but it really just enhances it i mean well i mean the production did such a great job of putting the stories together mm-hmm. telling their stories because it's more about their person uh, about them as a person their journey to get there yeah. and of course that you know you come more endeared with like and their journey altogether. It's and for me I know that journey. I've, I've, I've known like the ups and the downs and what it took to get noticed or what, you know, how long you went before you got noticed, all that kind of thing. Right. So, um, so instantly I have a connection with any performer I feel on stage because I, I know that journey and it's really interesting. And I know the pressure of performing and having maybe that one shot that could be the shot, or maybe it's not the shot. Maybe it's just the step along your journey, but maybe next time there's another shot for you, you know? So um, it's hard to not have that connection with the, with the, uh, with the contestants. There you go. Trish Stratus, you know, we love you on the Raza Mocha show. Thank you so much for joining us today and making time. I have one question. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so I'm a little bit low on my reading material at the moment. Uh-huh. And I mean, I know someone has a book. I, I do. I thought maybe. Do you want me to send you my book, Trish? I'll send you my book. Oh, oh my God. What a, that's a great idea. I'll send you my book. I mean, it's right. It's no it's, fair. Everybody it's, seems it's to, right everybody there. seems to be. Yeah. Good. I like Consider that. Consider yourself lucky, yes. Trish. I yes. had to buy mine on Amazon. Yeah. And, and I, and I apologize in advance <laughs> yeah. for making you cry because it will make you cry. <laughs> I can't wait to read the part about myself. It's going to be so fun. Oh, Remember that time we did the interview? Okay. That interview that was life changing for you? That Man. Was, I didn't, I didn't yeah. It was that oh, chapter geez. just titled Trish. She <laughs> said, my manager. Fine. You're the best. Uh, Trish Stratus, we Congra- love you so congrats, much. Congrats on the book. Thank congrats you on the so book. Much. Thank you so much for chatting with us and, uh, and ready, get ready to be um, blown away and stratified. Right on. Cannot Appreciate wait. you. You take care. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Yes. I got to stop going on the radio when I have to pee, man. You had songs <laughs> I know. Playing. I, had so many, I know. That's always, that's my life, though, is on. I always I just You're have sitting so, here. I have so much. <laughs> I know. I have so much. Shut up with the brush. Yeah? <laughs> I have so much time. Uh, Taylor Swift on with Jimmy Fallon last night. I hadn't realized how long it's been since Taylor hadn't toured. And I know COVID happened. But when she released those two sort of like, was it folklore and Evermore? Evermore. Yep. And she didn't tour those, and it's been a real long time. But uh, on Fallon last night, Taylor teases what I can only imagine is going to be a massive tour. But is, is it because, I mean, you've, you've, you've done the, the albums, you've done the re-recordings, but also you haven't toured in like four years. <laughs> we want you to. I think I should do it. Are we talking sooner than later? Um, no, I mean, you know, I should do it. Yeah. When it's time, you, you'll let us know. When it's time, we'll do it. <laughs> I miss it. I really miss it. I miss, you know, um, when you write songs and you're proud of the songs and you have the, the fans reacting. Yeah. The most potent way that you can see them react is when you're looking into their faces. Do you know what I mean? I miss that a lot. I yeah. really miss that that connection. They're looking at you right now. They're like... Remember when you used to call those woo girls? Remember that? Remember that? <laughs> what was the boy equivalent of woo girl, Maury? Was oh there one? Or was it just still woo girls? It was yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah the, the yeah boys and the, and the woo girls, right? <laughs> anyway, Taylor Swift's fan base is uh, loaded with them. So who knows when she's actually going to go be on I was tour. at one of her shows. When she came to town. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah, it was a while ago. They gave though, her right? one, like, glow-in-the-dark wristbands that yeah. matched the music. Yeah, anyway, so uh, Taylor announcing that, uh, yes, she will be going on tour, so just calm down. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. What's going on, y'all? Hey, you see those pictures of Zac Efron? Hell yeah. Ooh. Jacked. He's all roided out, huh? Jacked. Bro, I'm, I'm worried for that guy. Why? Come on now. You don't gain that much muscle mass naturally. Oh, he's on. See how see how puffed his stomach is. Everything like is you puffed. get that no, but I mean like the the shoulders, everything else, but like his stomach is like distended, like it's mm. sticking, it's sticking out. Like he's playing. Uh, what's the wrestler that he's playing? Kevin, Kevin something. Kevin Von, Kevin Von Eric. Right. Oh, that's a sad story. All those brothers, those wrestling brothers who all died. Yeah. Um. Uh, Big wrestling family. I think out of Texas, right? Yeah. And they were like. The squad that was supposed to be at that time, like the future of the business. Mm-hmm. 
Their, right? I think their dad became famous as a wrestler. Huge, huge promoter. Well, you know, he became famous as a wrestler because his wrestling persona back in the day was a Nazi. <laughs> oh, oh, that I didn't know. Yeah. Their last name isn't even really Von Eric, right? It's oh, like no. Akelman or something like yeah, that, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, no. So he those pictures of uh, of Zach Efron. But it's one of those things where when you start when when you get involved in these movies though, that are these sort of you know 60s 70s 80s kind of thing it's like will from stranger things right like you gotta fit the time and yeah. there's a sort of formula so they had to give will that stupid haircut for all those seasons and when you, you look never at, let him grow when out you of look it. at zach efron like he's never been bigger he's never been beefier but he has the same sort of stupid ass bowl cut yeah. that what uh that will does on stranger things like you've you got look that up, body and oh. and if you look up like the von erics like yeah. if you google image they all that stupid haircut yeah all the brothers like, but it, because it was just, like it was of did. the time yes. it was of the time but yeah, I don't know. Gotta have that hair. Right? I don't know what Zac Efron like. I know the guy works I out, know, and I know man. you know for a role you like this, you have a trainer and you have a nutritionist and you have people feeding you all sorts of stuff, supplements, yeah. whatever. But there, I'm sure that there's something in the mix there. Oh, they all do, right? They all do. Every right? every single one of them. Yeah, yeah but just, looking like this, he's out of my top five. Well, you don't like this? Too much. Too, too much. Beefy? Like too too, much. too muscular. Yeah. No, yeah. no, thank you. Really? You shouldn't be able to kill me if you're, like, on and top Maury, of me. Realistic, like, come on now. <laughs> like, you have a chance of Zac Efron. Like, like Matthew could kill you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, sure, I'm who sure do you he's think, tried. Okay, who do you think you could beat then? Realistically, yeah. no one. Okay, so everybody looks like they could kill you then. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want it to look like you could obviously kill me. Well, and most people look like they could obviously kill you. <laughs> like to, to me, I look at like I look at the video that you do with Matthew, where you're like torturing him in the what? in the condo with some stupid Riddler joke oh. or whatever. Uh, and Matthew looks like, like when he's behind you like that, I'm like he's gonna strangle you one day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but Matthew looks like he could take you. Oh yeah, no, we play fought before, and he could. Really, huh? How yeah. many times? How many times do you guys play fight? Oh, like sometimes on the couch we'll tickle and then he'll push me. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tickle. No, I'm talking like fight, man. Like play fight. Well, doesn't not... tickling always turn into play fighting? But you just said that you guys tickle and then he pushes yeah, you away. No, yeah, because so as it never I'm tickling gets to, him, it never gets he to then like puts his hand on my shoulders or around my neck and he's strong. Right. <laughs> I have no chance. He's testing on the squeeze. I know. <laughs> That's all he's doing, right? <laughs> he's not like he, Matthew's not play fighting. He's he's like he's doing research. <laughs> totally. Right? <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Guys, I gotta tell you, that yes. Taylor Swift album yeah. is amazing. You love it, huh? I'm surprised by how much I actually really enjoy this Taylor really, Swift album. Huh? Like she's released amazing albums before yeah but something about this one this midnight's album and i don't know if it's because the evermore and folklore were, were just so different yeah i think and those were like my most recent this is my favorite taylor swift on this midnight's album like the pop records really stand out yeah the track with lana del rey is you know i haven't heard that yet incredible I dude yeah it's good really good. yeah i haven't heard it yet like the writing on this album is just top notch. Yeah, she's breaking it. There's something, some weird record that she just broke. Where I was like, "What in the hell?" Like every every record that could be broken, she's breaking right now. Let me yeah. read you this headline. 
Uh, Taylor Swift Midnight's becomes uh, the the first album in Nielsen history to break 500,000 vinyl copies sold wow. in the first week. Wow. Like vinyl records that's she's insane. breaking. Right? Yeah, that's insane. That's wild. No, the album's... Really Did you get the full thing with all 17 tracks or whatever is on there? 20. 20, is that yeah, what it was? I got the 20, the 20 track album. One hour and nine minutes. Is it poppy? It is, yes. Yeah? It very much is poppy. Yeah. Uh, which is the type of Taylor Swift I like. Same. Right? Like Same. the big fun records yeah. are on there. The super emotional records are on there. Yeah. Uh, I haven't looked at the writing credits to see like who else she worked with. Right, right. But like right. the writing on this album is friggin' incredible, dude. I guess she had to change her video too, right? Didn't she just take out the word fat or fat out of her video? Is that yeah. the story? Yeah. For really? Yeah. For what? Anti-hero? Yeah. Somebody it's she steps on a scale and at and and the this she looks down at the scale and where the numbers are. Yeah. It just reads the word fat. Yeah. Right. And we've then all I, been there. Yeah. Same. And Wait, uh, so, so she why did she remove it though? Because the uh, people were upset. People were upset. Why? Because even though what she's trying to say is this is how we look at ourselves, yeah, the intent. And it, it is the exact opposite of in any way, sort of I don't know, fat shaming or whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, it's the exact opposite of that, but still, you know, people have oh, even up. seeing the word or the context or even if somebody, you know, while in a video playing a character or being personal, whatever it is, if you look at yourself they, in that way. People complaining anyway, don't understand the context that they being will, used in. Obviously, no. I believe they do. They just don't like it. And uh, and so I, it's is, is it edited out now? I think it's edited it out is. now, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. She she took it right out of the video. Thirty three million YouTube videos. Wow. Or thirty three million YouTube views, and uh, they edited out that word. Well, if you're like me, that Taylor Swift album, Midnight's incredible. Yeah, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Got another uh, Roz and Mocha slow mo podcast submission. Oh, here we go. This coming to us from Frank C. Oh, yeah? Who's listening to episode 435 of the, the podcast. That's heard the a conversation. new one. Yeah. From the summertime. Yeah. And uh, heard a ridiculous conversation and listened to it at half speed mm -hmm. because it's been discovered that when you do that, our conversations were sound like we were wasted. We're drunk. <laughs> yep. So this was... Because it wasn't that long ago that Tammy Moore decided to start growing a beard, right? Oh, right. So right. in the summertime, we were talking about Damn it, more growing the beard and products and how good it looks. But your problem with a beard is always you always complained about how itchy it was, right? Mm -hmm. like, yes, and I powered the, through. And right. this has become and, one and, of my greatest accomplishments. And what did we tell you? That what did you have to do? Mocha and I have been saying for years. What did you have to do? Power through, power and through. then it stops itching. Yeah, you say stop, that about everything too. Anytime I ask for advice, you always say power through, and, and it just, stops itching. Yes, Mori's <laughs> yeah. very itchy, by the way. So uh, big up to Frank C for this submission. A recent post, the comments on the the beard are insane. Yeah, which is funny because you've been talking about growing a beard more for years now. And like, the amount of like product I have to put in this thing daily. To Why just are you keep putting it? product in it? I have shampoo, conditioner. <sighs> Spray. Spray? <laughs> you buy boner or not? Boner. <laughs> 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 
Ay, Growth pills for your beer. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, beard looks great, Mario. <laughs> yeah, it's always fun when somebody says boner in slow mo. <laughs> so thank you to Frank for your submission. If you find a moment on our podcast where uh, when you slow it down at half speed that the conversation sounds ridiculous, please feel free to send it to us. Don't forget to include the episode number, uh, the timestamp on it, and also uh, your name so we can give you a shout out but frank submitted that uh, from episode 435 of the Roz and mocha show podcast the Roz and mocha show podcast podcast Let me play you this uh, hugh jackman clip real quick Hugh jackman he is of course wolverine returning for deadpool 3 mm-hmm. um he's on the cover of variety does a big interview with them um there's the video on their youtube channel as well where they just bring up you know, random thing. It's not the 72 questions thing, mm-hmm. but it's similar to that um, where they just like bring something up, get Hugh Jackman's thoughts on it, right? Ryan Reynolds is blank. Ryan Reynolds is blank. Blank's a great word. Ryan Reynolds takes up so much air in the room. It's crazy. It's just an insatiable need, want vat of needs and wants. If I give you more, I've got a whole store of them. Ryan went. <laughs> I can't even say the guy's name. Lionel Lennels. Ryan Lennels. <laughs> I think you should change his name. Ryan Lennels. Ryan Lennels. Ryan Reynolds is ubiquitous and it's annoying. I'm bored. Just bored talking about him. Sorry. What's funny about that is that in real life, the two of them are like best friends. And Hugh Jackman in this article with Variety said that after like he'd wrapped filming logan right yeah and logan came out in 2017 was it that long ago yeah wow so spoiler alert wolverine dies right oh so the character is is gone and when hugh jackman watched deadpool Mm -hmm. it was at that point he was like had a change of heart and it was so quick because he watched Deadpool right before Logan came out. He had already finished filming Logan, so he knew he was never going to come back as Wolverine. Right. And he tells Variety, I went to a screening of Deadpool. I was 20 minutes in, and I was like, God damn it. (laughs) All I kept seeing in my head was 48 hours with Nick Nolte and Eddie Murphy. So it's been brewing for a long time. It just took me a little longer to get here. He also said he received calls on the daily from Ryan Reynolds where he would urge him to consider a Deadpool and Wolverine movie, and it wasn't until a road trip to the beach with his family this year at the end of August that he decided to come back. Really, huh? And he said, um, I think Ryan Reynolds actually had given up. I think it was a big shock to him. There was a massive pause, and then he said, Ryan Reynolds said, I can't believe the timing of this. The reason why Ryan Reynolds had said that is because it wasn't that long after that Ryan Reynolds was already supposed to meet with Kevin Feige over at Marvel to talk about Deadpool 3 and talk about writing the script, this and that. So it just so happened things lined up perfectly where Hugh Jackman says, yes, Ryan Reynolds already has this interview Mm -hmm. with Kevin Feige. Lock him in. Marvel had just secured a deal 
for X-Men, mm-hmm. Wolverine, mm-hmm. all that stuff. That so things out. just worked out and perfectly. You can, and you can put, I guess, like, because they just break all the rules now in movies anyway. Yeah, like, for sure. Like, Logan can still exist in that world. This would just be a story that took place before Logan. Completely. Right? Yeah. Like, you're just telling another Wolverine story. Like, you don't have to, like, it doesn't have to happen after Logan where people are like, yeah, but he died. No, he can still die. He can still be dead. Yeah. But this is just a story that happens before that. Right? Yeah. Does it work? Like, I don't know. I didn't see Logan. It'll work. It'll work. They'll make it, They'll work. Make it work. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, listen, with the multiverse, they could do anything they want. Oh, I hate the multiverse. Right? I know. I you don't like it. it. No. You're so confused. Yeah, I'm not confused. I just don't like it. There's a difference. Well, then just don't, <laughs> just don't watch the, the new Ant-Man. Did you watch the trailer no, for the I new can't. Ant-Man? I can't. Oh, no, dude. It's too It'll much. confuse the no, hell out. If way, you thought you hated well, the multiverse now, yeah. wait till that new Ant-Man no, comes out no, next year. No, 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 no. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hey, Emma. Hi. How's it going? I'm okay. How are you? What brings you to Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life today? I feel like my workplace disappointed me. Oh, damn. Same girl. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. That's uh, so mean. Emma, uh, you wrote it says, hey, Razamoka, fix my life. My job promised me a permanent position, and then they said, never mind. I love my job, but without the job security, I have to find a new job, but I feel like I'd be screwing my coworkers over. Jeez. You started looking for a new job already? Um, Sort of. I've been in... The websites and, you know, my resume's out there, but nothing concrete yet. And you want to leave, right? Well, I feel like I would need to um, because what ended up happening was I am contract currently, mm-hmm. but I was told that um, a coworker was moving into another position and then that position would open up for me. Mm-hmm. Um, turned out that HR came back and they said, no, we're not going to open that position right now yeah uh, but they may open it up in the next little while but who knows who told you this initially um it was just like just my like supervisor okay, and so, so somebody with no authority to even say that kind of so, but also like we knew that it would be put up and they didn't so much lie to you as they spoke at a turn and made a mistake yeah no, no no it was more like you know when that position opens up like it's for you like it's very much like You know, you're going to take it like it was like that. And does this person feel bad? Oh, yeah. Oh, they do. Oftentimes, like, you just get straight up lied to, right? Like, oh, there's Uh going to be more money. There's going to be more opportunity. Look at this place. There's there's so much opportunity around here. And then opportunity never happens. And you never Mm -hmm. get to do all those cool things that they promised you that kept you around. And then if you threaten to leave, they're going to, like, throw a tiny, tiny, tiny little bit of money at you. But I I I, I think that Mocha's right. I think that, you know, if you you're, if you're like dead set on leaving, there is no going back for you. The thing is, like, I don't want to because I love this job. I love my coworkers. I love everything about it. So it's really hard for me to like be like, okay, bye. Stop loving but work also, so much. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, stop loving work so much. Find other things, no, better things to fine. love that love you back. Yeah, that job's I, not going to love you back, hon. 
Yeah. Like, unless you get something in, in, in writing, right? Like you can't, I, I don't know. Like what I'm guessing is that you want like a permanent position with like job security and everything else, right? And it's, yeah. And it's, and it's I, not... I have a kid and sure, um, being on contract isn't really feasible in the long term. No. Um, and, and and so you have to now, like you've already made yeah. the decision and, and listen, it sucks when somebody promises you something at work and then they don't deliver. It is, it's so brutal because it's your job and you got a kid and you start planning life right? You're like, okay, mm-hmm. if this happens in three yeah. months, that means in three months we can do this. Christmas is going to be a little bit different. And then we can, like all of this stuff you start planning and mm-hmm. they don't take any of that into consideration because they don't have to take any of that into consideration. But I will say this, I'm a big believer in, um, you know, not quitting a job without a job. Yes. Yes. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So, so start, uh, start looking. It's probably going to take a while. It may even take you to the point of where you, your current job works out for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But, uh, but no, yeah. start, uh, start looking because people lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, I know that it just, it was one of those things that like it happened and everybody felt really bad. But then at the same time, I just, I feel like I was, kind of like pulled out of it and now i'm just like sitting here like okay what do i do like how do i i would you can also you can also meet with them and express to them like you can meet with hr not that hr is there to protect you in any way but you can meet with mm-hmm. hr and say hey listen just so you know my 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 situation right now is this is that this guy told me this and now this doesn't exist like you can have yeah. that you can have that conversation yeah. with them i would recommend having that conversation with them mm-hmm. yeah for sure yeah. for sure that should be step one see what they say okay. Yeah, see what they uh, see what comes they say. up, and and your name is the first one that gets brought up for it, right? Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah, that's the hope. Yeah. Okay. Thank have that, you guys. Have that, have that meeting. All right, Emma. You take care, hon. You too. All Bye. Right. Bye. Bye. Looking for some advice? Be a part of Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. Text FML to nine two five triple five. Kiss ninety two five. Matthew Perry is uh, was on. Was it Good Morning America? Is that where he was this morning? <clears throat> and he's got his new memoir out, talking about uh, a lot about the how how addicted he was during the time of shooting friends and we had heard the headline the last couple of days when little bits of his book started coming out that he needed like 55 was it vicodin a day or something like that 55 55 pills a day which is difficult and here is a little bit of um it's clip number one maury uh maury put it in um a little bit of Matthew Perry explaining because the question that Diane Sawyer has is a question that everybody else has, which is how in the hell do you get 55 pills a day? But listen to, did you find it? I have here. It hold says on crush here. on Jennifer Aniston. No, hold on here. No, no, no. There's one called, um, stealing from open. Yes. Houses. There you go. Oh, okay. By the year 2000, he is still the star of the mega hit TV show. Now in its sixth year, but the spiral into prescription drugs has begun. 55 Viking in a day, which is where I was. 55? Yeah. How did you get 55 a day? Well, I had to wake up and realize that I needed to get 55 of them or I was going to be really sick. So I did all sorts of things. I had a bunch of doctors, fake migraines and all that stuff. And I guess the weirdest thing I did was on Sundays I would go to open houses and go to the bathrooms in the so in the open house and see what pills they had in there and steal them. And I think they thought, well, there's no way that Chandler came in and stole from us. But at the height of Friends, like Chandler or 
Matthew Perry couldn't go anywhere without being recognized. Like, how would. are you? He would just show up. How at, are you at going open to house? open houses like that? Like, I guess he was just so addicted. Yeah, he didn't yeah. care. Well, that's like people slam their hands in car doors and stuff like that to get pills, right? Yeah. But uh, but he was doing all that stuff, and then oh, the and, and yeah, bro, I know. And then the other thing was that he took those really two really wild shots at Keanu Reeves in his book. Um, he he makes reference to Keanu Reeves being uh, like he's, he's Matthew Perry seemed like he was pissed that Keanu Reeves was alive while other people had died. So in one part of his book, um, Matthew Perry was talking about River Phoenix and he said River was a beautiful man inside and out, too beautiful for this world. It turned out it always seems to be the really talented guys who go down. Why is it that the original thinkers like River Phoenix and Heath Ledger die, but Keanu Reeves still walks among us? And then in another story, he's talking about Chris Farley dying, and he ends it with yet Keanu. Keanu Reeves still walks among us. And online, you cannot go at Keanu Reeves. Keanu mm-hmm. Reeves is one of these enigmatic individuals that is universally loved. Yeah, protected. And people went in on Matthew Perry yesterday because wh- why say that? Like, yeah. why twice? Why make reference to the fact that you're disappointed that Keanu Reeves didn't die instead of these people? And Matthew Perry released a statement, and this is a statement like beginning to end. I'm actually a big fan of Keanu. I just chose a random name by mistake. I apologize. I should have used my own name instead. No, that wasn't random. There's something going on. Right? I don't believe it. For you to use the name, the same name Maybe two you times? thought it was funny. Like you were, like it was like, I don't know. Oh, like in keep, an ironic kind of like way? Like to keep using the same name over and over again? Like maybe something like, like I'd have no idea. But uh, he like, oof, my God, people went in on that guy yeah, yesterday. Of course. Yeah, of course. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Podcast news time. Podcast news time. Yeah, baby. Um, God, it's this time already. Jeez, man. There was a lot going on this week, but mm-hmm. uh, let's get to it. Hey, Mocha. Yes, sir. You ready? Of course, bro. Let's do the news. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. News break. Uh, Kanye, as we know, was dropped by CAA, which is like his huge management company. And then the other thing was that I guess there was some completed documentary about him that they've decided to just shelf and not even release. So the producers... Of Who, the, his management company? He, no, the producers of the documentary decided to not release oh, it. They geez. said, uh, this morning after discussions with our filmmakers and distribution partners, we made the decision not to proceed with any distribution of a recently completed documentary about Kanye West. We cannot support any content that amplifies his platform. Kanye is a producer and sampler of music. Last week, he sampled and remixed a classic tune that has charted for over 3,000 years, the lie that Jews are evil and conspire to control the world for their own gain, quote unquote. So, um, oof. And I guess Kanye was yeah, saying, "I'm done with that guy too." Yeah. Who did he? Who was he telling last week when he was talking about going to war with people? And he's like, "You know, I don't have a lot of money. I only have like 120 million dollars in my account." Who did he say that? Oh God, to? was that with um, Piers Morgan? <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe, maybe. Is that what it was? And he also right? Has crap yeah. on drink champs as well. Yeah, I only have 120 million dollars in my account. Oh, boo-hoo. <laughs> Poor you. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, where are we here? There's something I want to... Oh, let me, play, let me play this for you. This is the... Um, so I guess James Corden went on a show last night, and 
kind of apologized because if you remember, he got banned from that restaurant in New York, right, where the guy said that James Corden came in a couple of times and he was just vicious to the staff and sending stuff back because one had a hair in it, I guess, and then the other time he or his wife ordered yeah. like an, an egg yolk omelet and he freaked out because there was egg white in the omelet and then he was did the old like, oh, should I do I have to go to the kitchen and do this all myself? Uh, so this is no, James, you don't, sir. <laughs> no, sir, you don't. Uh, this is James Corden on a show last. So last night. Monday, the owner of the restaurant had heard what happened, and uh, he Instagrammed that I was banned from his restaurant for two offences. One was a meal that I, I think was back in 2014 when I sent a dish back that had hair in it, and the other was last. You ever sent a hair back? You ever sent a hair back? You ever sent a dish back because of the hair? <laughs> I never, uh, I never would. I never would. You know that? I've had plenty of meals no. with a hair in it. I never would. I'd eat it. I, w- I would eat it. I, w- I will do anything. You could, there could be a toe in my food. I will eat around it. I'm not. I've never. <laughs> a toe? Yeah. I would, okay, no. Uh, I would never. <laughs> that that I'm going back to the kitchen for, okay? <laughs> I would, I'm so afraid that what comes back to you is going to be so worse. worse. Yes. Right? It's going to be so worse. Anyway, here's Corden. What, like the I other nine toes? This, what's it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sir. We forgot the rest. <laughs> I, I, I immediately, I got hold of his phone number. I called him straight away and I told him how upset I was. I was upset, how, how, how upset I was that, that anybody was, was hurt by anything that I had done and anything that I had said. And we had a good talk. He appreciated the call. I was happy that we got to clear the air and I felt like we dealt with it privately, you know. But by this point, the story was out there and, well, people were upset. When I become president of hell... So he starts reading mean tweets about him, right? About himself. Oh, God. Yeah, here we go. I'm going to make super hell and put James Corden in it. <laughs> James Corden so hard. God, I hate carpool karaoke so much. I don't even sing to myself anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. And my personal favourite, which was, wait, James Corden has... A wife? <laughs> right? Now, look, I, I get it. I totally understand. I understand everybody getting upset, and, I, and I, accept, I accept everybody's opinion. I also hate, as I said to the owner that day, that, that I've ever upset anybody, ever. It, it was never my intention. It just wasn't. And I love that restaurant. I love the staff there. I hope I'm allowed in again one day. So I'm, when I'm back in New York, I can go there and apologize in person, which is something I will absolutely do. Hmm. See, I didn't even... Uh, it was weird the way that that restaurant guy handled it, too, because he posted that one post where he said that James Corden was banned. And then I guess James Corden, like he said, reached out to him. And then he did another post saying, oh, yeah, we're all good now. But he left that first post up, which I think is kind of a D move. Nah, right? Like, yeah, well... Yeah, he got the likes, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I know. I know. Like, you really, you, that's like, I think that that's what it was, is that he's like, God, this post was fire. Like, yeah. Have you, <laughs> have you seen the analytics? <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hey, did you see this? So I guess Will Smith has come out of hiding and he did a, a, a screening for his new movie, Emancipation. And Dave oh, yeah. Chappelle was there. So Tyler Perry was there, Rihanna was there, ASAP Rocky was there, and uh, and Dave Chappelle was there because Dave Chappelle's on tour with Chris Rock, yep. 
And Wait, like he was there as a guest? He was there as Smith? a guest, yeah. And if you remember, oh, so if you remember on stage, um, when Dave Chappelle was talking about Will Smith slapping Chris Rock, he said that Will Smith, quote, did an impression of a perfect man for 30 years. Then he went on to say he ripped his mask off and showed us who and showed us he was as ugly as the rest of us. Whatever the mm-hmm. consequences are, I hope he doesn't put his mask back on and lets his real face breathe. So, wow, like not really this though you know what i mean it's sort of like no you're one of us but you don't want anybody to ever say that about you though it's not a diss no but you don't want anybody to ever say that about you i mean it is kind of hurtful like yes like those words (laughs) come together it is low-key kind of hurtful like if i was will smith i wouldn't send out that invite i thought man that stings still like it's it's not really an insult but yeah you're right that's just hurt that hurts right when somebody says i wonder if the two of them had like a conversation behind the scenes I'm sure, but uh, but this to me, this looks like Will Smith you know, gathering some like some big names to sort of make his way back into the world. Like when you have Dave Chappelle, Tyler Perry, and Rihanna there, right? Yeah, like that's yeah, that's yeah, uh, yeah. that's some big names. Uh, Is the, Oprah there? Uh, you need Oprah to be there to, to complete. <laughs> yeah, to complete the, the mission. She's the last one, huh? The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, uh, Matthew Perry's new book is coming out, and. Funny story, my book was supposed to come out the same day as Matthew Perry's book. And then oh. what, you got scared? No, I didn't get scared. No, I think it's everything. everything <laughs> no, not, not you, him. Oh, he got, yeah, he got scared. Yeah, <laughs> come on now. Uh, but it's called, what's it called? It's got a real great name to it. It's called, I don't even know, like Life Friends Dead. Used to be friends, friends, lovers, and the, the terrible bad thing or something like that, oh. right? And so he talks a lot about, because the, the stories of Matthew Perry and addiction have been around forever, and he's talked a little bit about it. Um, but one of the things he talks about in the book was when he was dating Julia Roberts. And he goes, dating Julia Roberts had been too much for me. He goes on to say, um, had been too much and constantly certain that she was going to break up with me. He goes on to say, why would she not? I was not enough. I could never be enough. I was broken, bent, un, un, unlovable. So instead of facing the inevitable agony of losing her, I broke up with the beautiful and brilliant Julia Roberts. And he was on so many pills that during the run of Friends, that when talking about his addiction, when they did the season uh, seven finale, when he finally hooked up with Monica, he was he he walked off set after filming the finale and was driven back to a treatment center by a sober technician. Oh, like, really? yeah, yeah. So it, so this is what's that, Maureen? I was gonna say. It, it, also in the book, it says that you can tell when he was in those, I guess, pill when he was high moments, those high because yeah. he was like super super thin really and he said the only season where he didn't do any drugs was season four really so here is uh here's matthew perry talking about uh, a little bit about his addiction with uh diane sawyer you start with a thunderclap hi my name is matthew although you may know me by another name my friends call me maddie and i should be dead yeah that's definitely true you're on methadone xanax full quart of vodka day Mm. 55 like in a day jennifer and she says we know you're drinking yeah imagine how scary a moment that was she was the one that reached out the most you know i'm really grateful to her for that so so 55 vicodin in a day methadone xanax and a full quarter vodka and i guess in his book he talks about 
he spent $9 million getting sober. He spent, oh yeah, not, my he, he, lord! Yeah, he spent nine million dollars on treatment centers. Jeez. Yeah, and he That's goes uh, due to heavy drug use. The doctor said that uh, he nearly died a few years ago when his colon burst, and doctors oh, told him they'd be a two percent chance of survival. And I, uh, he's been sober now. He says eighteen months. Where does that bring us to when they did that friends reunion? Remember when he he, he was slurring on the friends reunion, and he said that he had dental surgery. And everybody was like, no, bro, that wasn't dental surgery. Like, well, he, that it might have been. Friends in, reunion was only like a year ago. But they taped it before. But then. they taped it way before then, though, right? Because that, that was at COVID. Like year, and they like hung on to it. Months before yeah, that? they hung on to it for very long. They hung on to it for a very long time. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, oh, more protesters um, uh, glued themselves to things. I don't know if you saw okay. this. Yeah, so this is what they do, right? Why'd you say it like that? Like, Okay, so, well, because the, the, the play is, like, when they went in and with the Van Gogh, they threw <laughs> tomato soup on the Van Gogh, and then they just threw mashed potatoes on another... A Monet. A Monet, a $96 million Monet. It's upsetting. And then what they do is they take glue, and they put it on their hands, and they glue themselves to the wall... And I guess they tried this at like a like with Volkswagen and Porsche or something like that, and they glued themselves to the to the floor. Like I would just leave them, and then into a wax museum and and put <laughs> pie them. on the president's wax figure. Yeah, I would just leave them. Power to them. I, I, okay, so that's what it was. Okay, so I saw a tweet this morning. It was like I would at just those leave scientists, them. And, and it said something like. Um, Funny how you're uh, protesting against petroleum, yet you're using glue made out of petroleum. Yeah, like, like I would just, I would. Also, I, the tomato soup wasn't organic. No, or oh, Jesus, you want people to start throwing your organic vandalism down? <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Environment Canada has apologized for issuing a special air quality statement yesterday saying that it would be due to the possibility of deteriorating air quality as a result of fireworks for Diwali. The statement uh, left some questioning why uh, Diwali was singled out. A joint statement released by the federal agency and Ontario's Minister of Environment warned that high levels of air pollution were anticipated across parts of Toronto and surrounding areas Monday due to the expected volume of fireworks. By uh, yesterday afternoon, the weather agency updated its statement without mention of Diwali, uh, but maintained its concerns about air quality. Yo, they never do that for any other uh, time of year when we bust off fireworks. Well, I mean, exactly. I, well, realistically, let's just be honest here. There's far more people in the world celebrating Diwali than they do Canada Day. Oh, yeah. By, by billions. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah, not yeah. here. Wasn't this environment warning for here, like yeah. Ontario specifically? My, my neighborhood last night was bonkers with fireworks. Really? Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's but, amazing. Amazing. but I'll tell you, and I don't know whether they use different types of fireworks for Diwali than they do um, for, say, Canada Day or Fourth of July, but the Diwali fireworks sounded much different, like, way less boom and far more like. Right? Really? Yes. Okay. So typically, actually, you line up like firecrackers down the street okay. um, and you light those. So I think that's where the sound difference is coming uh, from. That's what, yeah, because I heard it all oh. night, but it didn't sound like it yeah. sounded like something was being set off, but it did not sound like your typical fireworks. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's what it is. Mm-hmm. They just lie it right on the ground. 
Man. That's what it is. I solved your mystery for you. Man, me and my a-hole okay, but here's a Here's a real question. Yeah. Did they clean up after? <laughs> Come on now. We don't need to Come ask that now. question. Mocha, you're going to have to be retracting stuff by the end of the day too, man. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, who I'm just that? saying, that's a lot of firework I, mess. That goes for anyone with fireworks. It is. It is. You got to clean up after. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh, in breaking news, Adidas has now cut ties with Kanye West. So CAA, which is the biggest talent agency in the world, uh, cut ties with Kanye West. The people who had a finished documentary about Kanye West are shelving that. And now the biggest contract out there with Kanye uh, has ended their partnership. Adidas, um, they say Adidas does not tolerate anti-Semitism and any other sort of hate speech. Yee's recent comments and actions have been unacceptable, hateful and dangerous, and they violate the company's values of diversity and inclusion, mutual respect and fairness. They go on to say the company has taken the decision to terminate the partnership with Yee immediately and production of Yeezy branded products and stop all payments to Yee and his companies. Adidas will stop the Adidas Yeezy business with immediate effect. Jeez. Like the one time I thought I'd actually have a chance at like getting a pair of Yeezys. Can you wear Yeezys Because they now, always though? sell out. But can you huh? wear Yeezys now? You can't wear Yeezys now, can you? Or do people not care? No, people um, don't care. You're so, oh, like that support. I yeah, no, I would never. I can't. You There's can't. No, no you can't. But do you think ever? Do you think the general like like Kanye fans like if somebody could get their hands on a pair of Yeezys now half price? Are they um, putting them in the box I, in the closet? or Are they wearing them? No, I think if you are a Kanye West fan, you yeah. absolutely would buy them and still fully support them, right. and you would like wear them more than you would anywhere else just to prove a point and to like make a statement you think so huh because kanye is like really getting close to like with all of this stuff like he's getting close to like r kelly sort of thing of where people aren't going to yeah, play man. his records anymore you can't buy his stuff anymore like if you're going to dance to it you got to dance to it alone in your room yo okay like you think if i bought a pair and like i don't know sprayed them like a different colorway no and people just would said still they know no. No, if you no, buy them know, does right? any of that money still go to him uh, that he's already made more than know. enough yeah, off of yeah. back end deals. With I don't know, but that's like I don't know what he has left. He's got. Man, I just saw the. I just saw on the Foot Locker app they're releasing like new Yeezy 350s. Yeah, that's not gonna. That's not gonna. They that will not be there long. And I know oh. that typically with somebody like Kanye, you could always say, "Hey, listen, he can still make money touring." Right. The problem yeah. is, let's say. Kanye does, first of all, who's going to book a show with Kanye? Because Nobody. what's going to wind up happening is Kanye is going to get on stage at some big arena and with some giant corporate sponsor, and he's going to start going off on the mic, and then that's the that's the that's that's another company that then is going to face the wrath, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you can't even book him for a show. What were you saying, Shem? I was going to say, I, I do think that there are going to be people, especially within hip-hop, who still look at Kanye West as a sort of god, a sort of father figure, sure. a, a father figure of the music, I should say. And I think people will still, if you're a young and up-and-coming hip-hop artist and Kanye West says he wants to tour with you, you're not saying no. No, but who? what venue is going to book Kanye? Um, because I, I, I still think venues will because they'll still I, sell out. I doubt it. I, I don't think so. I highly doubt it. If anyone else said the stuff that he said, so. he would have been canceled you long you, ago. You think a company like... Like, uh, like even even in the states, I don't even know. Like, give me one of the big sponsors of a of an arena in the states, uh, right? Pepsi. Like, like Pepsi, right? Sure. You think that you think they're gonna book a show and have Kanye no have, have phone footage of Kanye going off on his on an anti semitic anti semitic rant inside no. their arena? Hell no, they're not booking him. There's no way he no, could book a tour. It's, 
There's it's no way. Though, like when you go, like I've seen on Instagram some other like people who have talked about the situation and um and have made their opinion known on on what Kanye has said. And even in those comments, like you see Kanye fans coming oh, out and like yeah. you know still like he has like millions upon millions of fans who are still like ride or die for him and yeah. are fully defending everything that he's saying right yeah. but he it's just incredible. he's got a lot of stuff to say he's just running out of places to say it right yep. that's yeah. the that's yeah. the sort of deal Ooh, you ain't getting God. none of my money though no. <laughs> never no. never no never again never again the Roz and mocha show podcast podcast Kanye West, Kanye West, Kanye West. So apparently, God, what now? this is just like an episode of uh, of Silicon Valley. Uh, Kanye West has uh, lost a comma, so he's apparently okay. lost his billionaire status. Oh, no, he's not part of the three comma club yes, anymore? no. <laughs> uh, so because Balenciaga and because of uh, all his other deals, uh, like even with his record company and now his, his management uh, company, people are bailing on that. But it was really the the, the Adidas deal that, uh, that really sunk him. So Adidas, when they announced yesterday that they were cutting ties with Kanye, Yeezy brand generated an estimated... $2 billion a year for Adidas. That was 10% Ooh. of the company's annual revenue. So they Crazy. are taking in year one uh, a $248 million hit this year. Wow. Okay. Uh, and because of that deal, so much of Kanye, when when he had said that he was the richest black person in American history and Forbes named him uh, a billionaire with $1.5 billion, that was in large part because of all these deals that he had. So now with everybody bailing on Kanye, his estimated net worth has gone from $1.5 billion to $400 million. Uh-huh. Which Poor is guy. which is a big Ooh. which is a big drop. I mean, no, listen, I know it's a huge drop. Four hundred million ain't you know that's not a it's, it's a, not a small amount of money. Does he still have money coming for in? sure? No, and that's I'm the thing, sure he's it? still he somewhere he's got money coming in. But his his record sales have dropped like thirty percent or something like that, and streaming yeah. is streaming is way down. And you know I'm sure he could release another album and it would sell, but that's not you got to sell a lot of Kanye records to get back up to one point five billion. Like you know he's definitely oh yeah he ain't never that seen that money this. again. Uh, he was just on a podcast yesterday uh, with a guy named Lex Friedman. People are still having Kanye on, and he was talking about Howard Stern because the other day uh, Stern went on and was talking about how Kanye used to be like funny crazy and then he referred to him as just being now like Hitler uh, and then he went on to say that if Kanye's so mentally ill why don't the people around him appoint a conservator like they did with Britney Spears and so here is Kanye now reacting to Stern. What is the version uh, of the apology short of kissing Howard Stern I don't think anyone wants to kiss Howard Stern's so point Howard Stern nobody wants to kiss so shut the f up. I said, hey, by the way, I'm antagonizing you, Howard Stern. I used to be a fan of you. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Not, I'm still not, a fan not, sometimes. Not, now you're just doing clickbait like everybody else. Now you're just a sad old man, Howard. All right. Now, Howard Stern, this is the first time anyone's said your name in years. Your own family doesn't say your name unless they're calling to get their bills paid. <sighs> Oh, jeez. Uh, yesterday, Kim Kardashian uh, was on Twitter saying, hate speech is never okay or excusable. I stand together with the Jewish community and call on the terrible violence and hateful rhetoric towards them to come to an immediate end. So that is Kim's position on all of this. 
Wow. What a disaster, huh? Yo, I, we were talking yesterday about Foot Locker, right? Yeah. And how, like, I saw on their social that they were advertising for these, like, new Yeezys that were coming out. So, anyway, all that stuff's gone from, from social. But I saw that they had sent out a memo to all of their stores um, to pull all Kanye, all Yeezy product, like, anything that was on display, anything that they had for sale, like, to get rid of it, take it to the back store it for now and then they went on their website and like scrubbed their website really? of anything yeezy related yeah like in in a matter of minutes so what do you think happens to all because obviously in the foot lockers all over the place now they got boxes yeah. and boxes of yeezys in the back do you think like employees are taking those home like what do you think is going to happen to all these yeezys? oh i think there's going to be a handful that go missing yeah. absolutely <laughs> for sure right absolutely because they're, yeah. all, they're almost they're, they're worth more now i mean yeezys were already yes. expensive but yeezys uh -huh. are definitely worth more now yeah, I think that you're going to see a lot pop up on auction sites for people to to bid on. Like, Absolutely. Like Kanye's not going to be out in his garage in Calabasas with a sewing machine making Yeezys, no, right? Like no. like like Yeezys are done, right? Like <laughs> yeah, no, no, he, nobody nobody's going to partner with him after this. No. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh hey, did you see the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday movie trailer? I loved it. Did you watch it? I did. And and everybody, as soon as they said that Guardians of the Galaxy was going to do a holiday special, everybody just remembers. I mean, sorry. Everybody kind of my age, our age, remembers the disaster that was the Star Wars holiday special all those years ago. Because it was just terrible. Man, you've got to be really uh, old to remember that. Yeah, thank you, Maury. And I do, vividly. Um, I remember <laughs> the pain. And because it wasn't Star Wars, they made like a weird sitcom with all, like, like Mark Hamill was in it and Chewbacca was in it. Then it was like Chewbacca's family and there was like little Chewbacca's running around. Like it was just, it had nothing to do with Star Wars. It was just a bad holiday movie that had uh -huh. Star Wars characters and actors in it. But the Guardians of the Galaxy one is a special, I think it's like November 25th on, on Disney. Um, but it looks, but it, it looks one like Guardians of the Galaxy, but also James Gunn said that there will be things in the Star Wars, uh, there'll be things in the Guardians Christmas special that actually impact Guardians 3. Oh my god, so you have to watch this you before watching part, Guardians 3. It's part of it's part of the it's part of the legacy. And I yeah. guess I guess what happens is Star-Lord is sad that Christmas is coming up and Gamora is gone. So uh, Drax and then that other green girl with the tentacles on her head. Mantis. Mantis. Um, they go looking for a gift, the perfect gift for Star-Lord. So they go to Earth to try and kidnap Kevin Bacon because yeah. Star-Lord's such a huge fan of Kevin Bacon. So here's a little, so bit, of, here's a little bit of the trailer. I just saw on the calendar that right now on Earth, it's almost Christmas time. Peter's so sad about Gamora being gone. If we go to Earth for a really wonderful Christmas gift, it would make him happy. We are looking for the legendary Kevin Bacon. You're coming with us as a Christmas present. I'm through. And, like, they're just chasing Kevin Bacon all over his house and oh, stuff like that. I love it. I can't yeah. wait. No, I know. me. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Matthew Perry is doing a bunch of press for his uh, memoir where he, like, really gets in there and talking about, like, the amount of drugs he was on and all this stuff. But the deeper people go into it, it's like Matthew Perry has this weird hatred for Keanu Reeves for some weird reason. So there's two, oh, it's, it's weird. So there's, there's two parts, okay. there's two parts in the, in the, um, in the, in the book where one, 
He's talking about uh, River Phoenix and when River Phoenix passed away because Matthew Perry did a movie called uh, 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 Night in the Life of Jimmy Reardon with River Phoenix. And he goes, River was a beautiful man inside and out and too beautiful for this world, it turned out. It always seems to be the really talented guys who go down. Why is it that the original thinkers like River Phoenix and Heath Ledger die, but Keanu Reeves still walks among us? So that's the first time Jeez. he said it. Wow. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. Then he was talking about when Chris Farley died because he did a movie called Almost Heroes in 88 with Chris Farley. And he says, quote, I punched a hole through Jennifer Aniston's dressing room when I found out Chris Farley died. Period. Keanu Reeves walks among us. Period. Jeez. Right? Wow. What the hell, man? I don't know, like, what the the problem is, is between an, those two. Could it be two. an inside joke? Do you think it's an inside joke? I don't know. But to to, to do an, but to, to make a joke after you talk about River Phoenix dying and after Chris Farley dying, I don't think that's you the mean, appropriate place. You know what I mean? Place. Like, I'm going to put you in my book, you'll know when. But no, no, no. But I don't think you make a joke about those things, though. Like, I, I think that's because otherwise it's very weird. Like, I think that you could talk about it in a different way, but no, I, for some weird reason, Matthew Perry hates Keanu Reeves. Or did Matthew Perry, um, and maybe this is something like, did Matthew Perry audition for a role or multiple roles that ended up going to Keanu Reeves and well, that's why he hated him well, so much? I was thinking that they probably knew each other when they were younger because they're both from like around here, right? Oh yeah, sure. I guess. Right. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, okay, now let's get to boring ass uh, Lewis Hamilton. Oh my God, Rod! <laughs> okay, so, why do you have to say it okay, like that? Okay, oh so deep, deepest hot rod boyfriend, <laughs> Lewis Hamilton. Uh, okay, he's not my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's on Jimmy Kimmel Live. I listen. I have no problem with Lewis Hamilton. He seems like an awesome guy, really decent at what he does for a living. But yeah, loves ma- coming in second, third, fourth, fifth. Exactly. Place. When that's your loves job, it. though, right? Okay, your- seven time <laughs> world champion. Just okay. remember that, Mocha, okay. before you start so, throwing okay. shade. Okay, so. so- <laughs> So here's Lewis Hamilton, first story, talking about being knighted by King Charles. Uh, you are a knight. Uh, how does that work? Did you, did you know King, now King Charles? I know he was the prince when he knighted you. I met him when I was 13. So when I, I went to McLaren when I was 13 years old, I was signed at 13 years old. And I went to the factory and he came to open the factory up. And so I was sitting in my go-kart in the... Um, uh, where they put, where they have all the cars, and I sat there, and he came and he knelt down and said, asked me what I wanted to do, what my dreams were, and told him one day I wanted to be Formula One world champion. And so then, coming to all the way down the line, I'm at the uh, at the palace, and you have to take these certain steps uh, to get to the prince. Right, very and formal. Right? Very very formal. Yeah, you walk, the, you like take three steps, turn 90 degrees, take another four steps, and then turn left, bow, two steps, and then take the knee. And I took the knee and puts the, the sword on your shoulders. I was very nervous because you feel like the sword might be very sharp or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but when I got back up, he's like, you've come a long way. Wow, so that's interesting. Very, yeah. Wow, that's pretty wow. crazy. Did he remember speaking to you when you were <laughs> a kid? He did, yeah. And that's why he said he's come. I remember speaking to you. So we had a real short chat there was loads of other other people in the line so wow cool yeah <laughs> cool story bro tell it again <laughs> what, was so, what was so boring about that what else did you want him to say this about him being no, knighted I think, I think about being knight- this is the most boring story about somebody being knighted <laughs> that anybody has ever about. told yeah i i think it's because he's just so soft-spoken I maybe agree. that's I why agree. maybe if his delivery was a little bit more 
uh, rambunctious. Maybe he was a little bit more, you know, outgoing. Yes. But I think it's just his personality, which uh, what uh, makes what could be a great story a boring story. And, and for the record, I have absolutely I no problem with Lewis Hamilton. I just know that it hurts Steve's feelings when I say he's boring. So here's another boring <laughs> Lewis Hamilton story. Um, how do you... Oh yes. my God, Ron, how are, you, how are you almost in Top Gun Maverick and make it boring? <laughs> you also are what? making a movie with Brad Pitt right now. I am. Yeah. What, you know, it's, I saw Brad was at the race and he was there hanging out and doing some research. Is that what was going on there? Oh man, it's been such an amazing experience meeting Brad. Um, so basically we're doing the movie, oh, cool. uh, the, the new Formula One movie. And um, <laughs> Joe Kaczynski and uh, Brad are at the racetrack with us. Brad is the, the star and I've just started a production company because I've loved movies, oh, cool. like probably all of you. I've loved movies my whole life. been massively inspired yeah, by cool. so many movies. I love Do this. you want to be in front of the camera? Uh, I wanted to try at one stage. I had this amazing opportunity to be... I begged Tom Cruise to put me in Maverick. I heard about this. And, uh, <laughs> and what did he say? He said yes. I was and like, I'll, do, I'll be anything. I'll be, uh, I could be the janitor. I could do any, anything in the background. I'm happy well, to do it. Well, you weren't in the movie, right? Well, no, oh, he cool. did give me a role as one of the pilots. And I was fighting for the championship at the time. And I couldn't take the time off. And oh. it's, it's on the top of my list of things I regret not doing. Um, and he so was, you had to call him go, thanks, but no thanks? Yeah, it was. Tom it was, Cruise? Yeah, it was kind of crazy. But obviously, Joe Kaczynski did it. And we're doing this movie together. So, you know, everything comes around. Not really. I think you missed out. I definitely... <laughs> I de- <laughs> you know what I mean? So fun! Yeah, no, that is the most boring I, story about meeting Tom. Like, he told in one he, he told he told one a one minute boring ass story about meeting Brad Pitt, working with Brad Pitt, almost being in Top Gun Maverick, and it was just snooze. He's the most boring storyteller I've ever I, heard. It's in my just life. his personality. I it's know. Just his personality. I know. I know. Deepa? You all just want to be Lewis Hamilton so bad. Don't let this bother you. <laughs> oh, good this is God, yeah. love He's coming so in second, third, I thought it fourth, was interesting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I want to. I want to. And seven-time world champion. Yeah, I want to strap myself into a tiny seat and urinate on my lone lap while I come in seventh. That sounds like fun to me. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. No, not seventh. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. And Neil Patrick Harris, like people start going through this guy's past and. They keep trying to cancel him. So do you remember back in, it was like 2010, 2011, when he uh, threw that Halloween party with the Amy Winehouse meat oh, platter yeah. right after she died, right? Yeah, and then yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, that, that came out, and then he called that regrettable. So there's a clip going around now from 2015 where Neil Patrick Harris is on the Wendy Williams show. And I guess they're talking about hot guys or whatever it is, and it's Neil Patrick Harris's comments that he made about um, Nick Jonas and how Neil Patrick Harris felt about Nick Jonas when Nick Jonas was young. Listen to this. Who's your celebrity crush? Nick Jonas. And he was really good looking before it was kind of allowed to think he was good looking. Right. Which was a bit of a problem. You kind of had to wait till he turned to be, you Yes. Know, yes. 19 to 20. <laughs> Right. Oh, geez. Neil Patrick Harris, what you doing, dog? Yeah, and that was 2015 he said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for the record, for the record, Neil Patrick Harris is 20 years older than Nick Jonas. So even when Nick Jonas was like 18, Neil Patrick Harris was 38. Yeah. Saying that. Because when this happened, when this interview happened, uh, Jonas was 22 and Neil Patrick Harris was 42. Yeah, no. Right? No. 
No, don't no. be saying that stuff out loud, bro. <laughs> bro. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh, okay. So they did a poll based on <clears throat> a couple of different factors. Excuse me. When it comes to horror movie villains. Okay, so they built this algorithm. They looked at 162 horror films. And they broke it down to when it comes to determining who the best horror movie villain was. It came down to a score they gave based on body count. So, like, how many okay. people they, they kill and jump yeah. scares. Okay, so, yeah. Okay, so they combine those two in a formula, and then they come up with their list of the top ten greatest horror movie villains based on body count and jump scares. Like the girl from The okay. Ring? Uh, the girl from the ring is not even on the list. Yeah, no, no, not scary enough. So I don't know who this is. So at number 10 was, um, Bo Sinclair from House of Wax. Was that the Paris Hilton movie? What? Yeah, House of Wax. For 2005? But you know, that's a remake too of an old movie. Um, uh, Chucky from Child's Play at number nine. Nah, what? Right. Yeah. Um, Ghostface from Scream at number eight. Hmm. Okay, sure, yeah. What? Uh, here, Deepa, uh, the creeper from Jeeper Creep, Jeepers Creepers. Oh, I just watched Jeepers Creepers too <laughs> last knew, night. So I knew, that's why I said that. I knew. <laughs> Yo. No cap, I watched it too. It was on AMC. <laughs> what about Jigsaw? Uh, the Blob from The Blob. Never seen it. Um, uh, the Masked Man from a movie called The Den. Never heard of that. Never heard of it. Uh, the Death Angels from A Quiet Place? Nah, the no, they just look like demigorgons. Right? No Jigsaw yet? Uh, no, Jigsaw's not on the list. Um, Kyoko from The Grudge? Oh, yeah, scary. Right? scary. That's, that's the girl with the long hair, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, at number two is American Werewolf in London. Hold on, where is like Freddy Krueger and like Jason and yeah. Michael Myers? Well, like, where are those? Michael guys? Myers is number one on the list. Okay, but oh, no, okay. no Freddy Krueger, yeah. no, no Jason, no um, jigsaw, no jigsaw. Crazy, right? No, like like the horror movie villains. Like this is one of the worst lists I've ever come across when it comes to yeah, like like ranking horror movie villains. This yeah. is like the mm -hmm. worst. But they yes, put a werewolf in there? American Werewolf in London from 1981. Oh, my. Oh, yeah, so Did you see that Tobin Bell just signed on to do another Saw movie? Yeah, so what happened? They're bringing, they're bringing Tobin Bell back to Saw now because, yes, the, because, because, the, because the Chris Rock one didn't work out too well? That's right. Yeah. Oh, did you no. see the movie? Did you see the Chris Rock Saw movie? I didn't. No. Maury did. said it was like the best movie he'd ever seen. I never said as he that. Does it. Yeah, you did. Bro, come on. You say that about everything that you see. I yeah. did, but I, this one was okay. Yeah, you did. I remember you told somebody who was in that movie that it was Show the best receipts. movie they've, they've ever seen. No, but you didn't <laughs> like it at all, though? It was not that great. No, no. Compared to other Saws, no. No, so they're bringing Tobin Bell back. Yeah, I think Jigsaw, I think that that whole character was a great, uh, great horror movie character. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Elton John's final uh, Dodger Stadium farewell concert will be live streamed on Disney+. Plus. Oh, for anybody nice. who's interested in seeing Can't that. Wait. And, and he uh, just bought a condo in Toronto. Where? On King Street, King in Portland. Really? Yeah, penthouse. How long is he going to live there Is for? he retiring in Toronto? I think he is, yeah. Really? Well, he's, gonna, he's oh, obviously wow. going to have his place in London, but David's, uh, David's family is in Toronto. Isn't that uh, your neighborhood more? It really is. 
Like I'm watching oh, this building. Oh, no. You know, Maury. Maury's going to be stalking Elton John. First of all, he's going to start buying like bedazzled rhinestone outfits for the dog. Just hoping to catch. <laughs> just hoping to catch yes, Elton, I can't wait. Elton John's I attention one day. I a bedazzled Elton John baseball outfit in my <sighs> underwear drawer. Maury, that dog is going to be so exhausted. Between you walking the dog, hopefully trying to run into Sean Mendez. Now you're going to be out twice as long, hopefully trying to run into Elton John. That poor dog. <laughs> That poor dog. It's gonna is be gonna the gonna most be... exercised yeah. dog in history. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Well, well, well. New Rihanna song tomorrow. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, you still don't think it's gonna happen? Mm-mm. Come on. Mm-mm. Come on. Even the post on her IG. I'm still skeptical. Um, so Marvel announced uh, that the new track uh, for the Black Panther Wakanda Forever soundtrack. Uh, will be released tomorrow. The track is called Lift Me Up. They sure say is. Lift Me Up was written as a tribute to the extraordinary life and legacy of Chadwick Boseman oh, okay, uh, by real. Nigerian singer uh, Thames, who is a collaborator on the hit song Essence with Justin Bieber and Wizkid. Um, so there you go. Do you want to hear the teaser? Yeah. That was on Rihanna's IG? Yes, please. And I think Marvel's IG yesterday okay. as well. Yeah. <laughs> all you get yeah so it's gonna be one of those anthemic i uh, think which i don't think was the best thing to do but that's just me like i want these i want a banger from i know i don't want like a a movie song like an overproduced big epic-y kind of i don't know man maybe i'm wrong i've been wrong a lot especially about music I don't know. It sounds good to hear her, though. Right? Yeah? Tomorrow. I think we're all agreeing. Do we know what time tomorrow? They never said, huh? No. No. I think so. At some point tomorrow. Well, you know tomorrow. It's just going to take over everything. Everywhere. Yes, sir. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh, hey, Melissa Villasenor was talking about why she wound up uh, leaving SNL. SNL, I love her voice. Yeah. Guys. She's so good. She's the best. And uh, um, she was doing the Daily Beast, uh, the Last Laugh podcast, talking about how it was actually anxiety that caused her to leave. Yeah, it was my decision. Yeah. I gave myself a lot of time the in the summer to, to think on it and kind of play it out in my head if I go back. It was, I think... At the end of the day, it was about my my mental health. I think last season I I had a couple panic attacks. I think it was just of what am I? You know, I, I think I, I was I was struggling, and I think I felt like well, I don't. I always felt like I was on the edge of a cliff every week. That kind of feeling, and I and I was like, I don't want to be doing that to myself anymore. And it wasn't even. I, I I have to share. It's not like the show was mean towards me or anyone. It was. It's, it's just how I handle it. I think I'm an introvert. I think when I'm in a big group of a lot of amazing people and everyone's, you know, speaking over, I think I tend to get small and I get to, I, I get nervous of like, where do I fit? What, do, what am I supposed to do? You know what, though? Good for mm-hmm. her for recognizing all of that. Right. And being able to take control. Yeah, it's of the situation, right? God, and to walk away from SNL. I know like that's, that's opportunity just, right there. No, I know, I, I get you, but that's a that's a big step. Here. 
The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. The initial reactions for uh, Wakanda Forever are out. And? After the big world premiere uh, last no spoilers, night. No spoilers. 160 minute runtime. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Apparently, okay. there was not a dry eye in the theater. The Hollywood Reporter uh, said, quote, Marvel's most poignant and powerful film to date. The Verge says, definitely a comic book movie, but had strong praise for the film's ability to tell a, quote, intimate and heartfelt story within a bigger scope. Uh, Film critic Orlando uh, Maldonado said uh, it possesses a maturity and seriousness rarely seen in the MCU. And uh, I know what you're thinking is that, you know, all everybody who goes to these big giant world premieres, they just get blown away. It's like when people see movies at a film festival and yeah, they yeah, always yeah. say it's better than it is. They kind of um, give in. Collider said, uh, quote, um, that it's not unusual for people to come out of a world premiere and say a movie is awesome. But this one earns that so really wow yeah and this is the one uh ryan coogler who did the first one and he did like the the creed movies and stuff yeah. like that this is the one that took him away from doing creed i think creed part three yeah because he wanted to focus everything on wakanda forever and he almost didn't do um wakanda forever yeah but i think he it was because to... of his his friendship yeah, his he, close yeah, relationship. He was, was going to walk away with Chadwick, Chadwick right? died. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible, though. I uh, cannot wait for this movie. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Henry Cavill is back, as we know, as uh, Superman. What and that? <laughs> uh-huh. uh, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't watched Black Adam. Yeah, well, I, but I mean, yo, when they're all talking about it, like everybody. He, knows I mean, he's now. talking about it publicly now. So, so Henry Cavill back in the bats uh, in the uh, Superman suit at the end of Black Adam, uh, doing an interview talking about just because. And and first of all, nobody knew that. Like there wasn't even no. rumors that Henry Cavill was going to show up in Black Adam. But uh, here is Henry explaining everything. As much as you're willing to, to say, can you tell me a little bit about how it happened, how this recent Ooh. cameo happened and what it was like to get back into the costume? Well, I was, I was on Witcher and uh, they, uh, I got the call saying, you know, hey, this is happening. Um, when can you do it? I was like, I'm working six day weeks. I don't know when I can do that. <laughs> and they said, well, look, this is, we've got these dates. And I said, okay, cool, right. I'll, I'll come in and do it. And uh, we had to get clearance from Witcher Production at the time. Uh, but it was so top secret, we couldn't tell them what. We just said, <laughs> hey, there's this thing I'm going to do. <laughs> can, can, can you clear me for it? And, and uh, I don't know whether anyone suspected or not, because there was all the talk about Comic-Con at the time as well. Right. And... Um, and so then I went to Leeds and Studios, Warner Brothers Studios in the UK, and uh, on a super secret set, um, all whispers and all sort of um, capes and everything all hidden, and uh, got back in the suit. And it was a very powerful moment for me. I, I wasn't too sure how I was going to feel, whether it was going to be, okay, cool, yeah, back in the suit, or whether it was going to be something which was very emotionally connective because I put the Man of Steel suit back on. Nerds, eh? Yeah, that's our suit. That's our suit. (laughs) The interesting thing, I read that when the talk about this particular scene was going to happen, right? They were going to film it regardless of Henry Cavill. And apparently The Rock had said that they filmed a version of that post 
credit scene. Yeah. But it didn't have Henry Cavill's face. It was just like a silhouette. Oh. So they were going to allude to the fact gotcha, gotcha, that gotcha. Superman was there. But then things kind of lined up right. and you it, got... It was uh, going to happen one way or another, right? And you know what? I watch all the videos, the uh, in-theater reaction yeah. to when that scene happened. Yeah. And I kind of wish... Like, I, I'm happy I got to see the movie because I saw it before it came out. And I saw it, like, in a private screening. It was me and, like, one other guy, right? Right. So you so didn't get I, the big... I wasn't there yeah. for the reaction like yeah. this. Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! so wild, man. <laughs> like you'd expect to hear crowd reaction like this like, like a concert or something <laughs> this is a movie theater that people were freaking Bro, out so at. good the Roz and mocha show podcast podcast uh prince harry's memoir is set to be uh released on january 10th uh, they say it is a, quote, raw, unflinching, and honest, and filled with insight, revelation, self-examination, and hard-won wisdom about the eternal power of love over grief. The name of the memoir, which some people are saying is brilliant, other people are saying it is completely self-important schlock, is Spare. Spare? Yeah. S-P-A-R-E? S-P-A-R-E. As okay. in, as in, he's the spare. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Like if you know, you know. If you, yeah. Genius. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hey, I started watching um, that "Don't Worry, Darling" movie. That's the movie with worry, Florence man. Pugh and um, Harry Woodstack. Not Harry Woodstack. What's that guy's name? Harry, Harry Styles. Harry I don't know who that Harry Woodstack Who's is. Woodstack? I don't even know why I just said that name. <laughs> I don't know why. Let me look it up. Harry let Woodstack. Me, there better see. not be a guy named called Harry Woodstack. Let me see. Please uh, let there not be a guy named Harry Woodstack. Harry. That's going to embarrass the hell out of me right now. Woodstack. All one word. Stack. Fictionally speaking, of course. No. There's uh, no guy named Harry Woodstack, right? Harry. Harry Styles is who I meant to say. Woodstack. No, there's no. not. There's nobody named Harry Woodstack. Okay. Uh, and I don't, Maury. I don't mean you stop going to your OnlyFans <laughs> on who you follow. Okay. Yeah. No. Okay, there's an guy. Orville Woodstack in Quebec. I don't need to know. No, it's not. It's not him. Different guy. Um. So I started watching that movie. I realized that we had talked so much about the Don't Worry Darlings movie and about the controversy around it, and that everything that Olivia Wilde had said about the movie, and then Florence Pugh, and then them fighting, and then Shia LaBeouf, and everything else. And did he spit on Chris Pine? And did he not spit on Chris Pine? All of this stuff. We talked for weeks about this movie. Mm. And Olivia Wilde did press for this movie. Like, she did the late night shows. She did variety. Yeah. All, big interviews, man. I realized last night when I was watching this movie that we talked for weeks about it mm. leading up to the release of this film. And I had no idea what the movie was about. I started watching the movie last night and I was like, oh. I don't even know what's isn't it about a, Isn't it a gay love triangle? No. Oh. 
No, I didn't finish it, so maybe it is a gay love triangle. Oh. But no, how it's, far into the movie did you get? Like, I don't know. I got or like that's an hour. the plot of his other movie, My Policeman. That's the My Policeman movie. Again, nobody knows. Nobody knew what My Darling was. My uh, Don't Worry, Darlings was about. So it's like these women. Like it's sort of like a like a Stepford Wives kind of thing that takes place in Southern California in the fifties, and all their husbands go off to work every day in this weird sort of cave out in the middle of the desert, and there's kind cave. of like a sci-fi angle to it like it's really weird man so it's not good because you didn't finish watching no it. no i had to go to bed oh but i was quite here, enjoying it the I was description really is uh, a 1950s housewife living with her husband in a utopian experimental community begins to yes. worry that his glamorous company could be hiding disturbing secrets right but it's very sort of sci-fi twilight zoney like you I, watch it more? So where'd you get gay love triangle? Because that's from? my policeman. I that's can, that's, it's, that's oh, two movies sorry, came out right. at the same Harry, time. Harry Woodstack's other movie, my <laughs> my, uh, my policeman, <laughs> um, not this one. But I but I realized I had no idea what this movie was yeah. about. And if somebody said, you know what, it's kind of like a cool Twilighty zony thing, I would have been all over it. Yeah, sure. But I had no desire to watch this because from listening to Olivia Wilde, it was just going to be two hours of Olivia Wilde's boyfriend doing stuff to Florence Pugh on a kitchen table. Sure. Because that's the way Livy Wilde sold the movie. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't have interest in that. Why do I want to watch Harry Woodstack, you know, doing all that stuff, right? Harry Styles. Harry Styles, <laughs> yeah. Why do I want to watch all that, right? Not interested in that, I, I, you know? But uh, but no, it was cool. I was really digging it, though. Like, if you, you get a chance. the only one that liked it. Really? Did the people hate it? were terrible. Really, huh? I was digging it. I, I think that Florence Pugh is one of the most watchable like performers in Hollywood. Oh right yeah, now. I like she's her. so great. Like yeah. she's incredible. Yeah, but anyway, and I guess that uh, the story was that Florence Pugh and Harry Styles had like a little makeout sesh, well, like off camera, you? off camera. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I was reading that today. I mean, you're putting in front then, of Harry Styles. Why wouldn't you? Well, this because you're professional, maybe, right? But I guess you know the heart wants what the heart wants. I guess I don't know. But yo, he's no Harry Woodstock. Right? <laughs> Woodstock. Sorry. Thank you. Get it right, man. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.